Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome, one and all. Foff update. Fillet of fish update. I want to hear Team it. Team Foff. How have you felt about the week about Fillet of fish and the feedback you've received? The amount of overwhelming support that I've gotten from people um, has been Who? Who? astounding. Where? They've come crawling out of the shadows. Yep. Yep. Um, so a lot of people, okay, so a lot of people come out who, who have worked for McDonald's who have tried to give some insight on the fillet of fish. Well, they've given insight, actual yep. insight. Yep. Um, I it think doesn't that appear that there's a lot of seafood in that fi- You know, fillet of fish may, may or not be seafood. Yep. Or I'd say fish. the same amount of uh, fish is in a fillet of fish to chicken in chicken nuggets. Let's, okay. That's probably a, a good way to look at it. But um, a lot of people don't like them. But I'm going to – actually, you know what? We haven't talked about this, but I'm going to go out on a whim, okay? Please. And say. I love this. All these people that are coming out and saying fillet fish are awful, disgusting, I'll never try. Okay. If you go out and try a fillet fish and you are not satisfied, I personally will pay for it. Wow. Okay. You come. You you go out, you try a fillet fish, you don't like it, come find me. You see me in person, not you say, mate – I bought the fillet of fish, did not like it. I'll, I'll give you the money for it. I want to add some parameters around this because I don't like when you get things set up and then people start backtracking a couple of weeks later, like, oh, we want to add this, we want to do that. So someone needs to come to you in person or we say in social, social no, media? Come, come, no, what no, no, no. So- Anyone can come up to me in social media. Come up to me in person and I want your honest opinion. Come and tell me and say, Dan, had the fillet of fish. This is why I don't like it. But I'm that confident that people will like it that it's not going to happen. So yeah. okay, there you go. You've heard it here first. Welcome to Back Chat. Mm-hmm. If you if you try a fillet of fish, you don't like it, guaranteed refund from Dan's own money. Come and see me in person, and I'll hook you up. That's how confident I am that it's a bloody good burger. That bun, oh, it's so steamed. If it's you've so soft. stumbled upon us, uh, so soft and steamy. If you've stumbled upon us, you haven't heard us. We are Back Chat. We're a sports <laughs> show. We chat to guests. We talk a bit of junk about AFL and the rest of the sporting world. Mm-hmm. You can find us on social, Back Chat double underscore um, across most of the socials. We're joined today by Sammy, Sammy Coverly. He's our graphic mm. designer, but he's turned into this just man mountain of... 
absolute talent who is just taking over the show right now. He's never spoken on the podcast. Hi, Sam. Will, how are you going? I'm good, mate. Um, you're, you're handling things over there, all right? You're switching cameras, you're writing notes, you're speaking. Yeah, look, a bit of this, bit of that. You know what it is. Oh, <laughs> You boy. know what it is. He's sort of like, remember when the Power Rangers used to all get together and form one um, mega power, what was it called? You know, they'd all do their move and then they'd all sit in a big machine together. Are you talking together? about Power Rangers or are you talking about Earth? No, no, also, wait, 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 damn! Why are you bringing up Power Rangers? No, no. Also, yeah, when all the rings Rangers. combined, I am Captain Planet, yeah, Captain and Planet. I'm aware of I'm aware Sorry. of both things. Sam is sort of combining all of his things into one. Okay, mm-hmm. so when two become one, yeah, I need somebody that Spice Girls. Yeah. Speaking of Spice Girls, I've just watched all of Drive to Survive in one. Have you Drive one to Survive? Netflix show F1, friend of the family Dan Ricardo, who. Haven't told you boys this. Spoke to Dan during the week. Mm-hmm. He's got COVID. You know what? I, my, you know where my head went. I went. He's going to be in a hotel room doing nothing. Yeah. What's he going to be doing with his time? Hi, Dan. You want to be on back chat? What did he say? No, I don't. <laughs> no, he said honestly. He said. I'll read the text. Hang on. Can I? Can I have a second to get? Yeah. The text so up? my connection to that was uh, Jerry Horner, wife of Christian Horner, Red Bull. Ah, uh, yes. Um, principal. Dan Ricardo, it hit me for six so far. I'm absolutely cooked. Yeah. So he's not going well with COVID. So no, no, Dan Ricardo on back chat this week. Okay, that's fair. Another week though, maybe. Is he in Perth? No, he's not. He's round one of the F1 season. In Bahrain. Bahrain. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So you've watched that. Very good. So welcome, Sammy. Uh, Hello, Dan. Hello, Will. G'day. I'm here. Hi. Uh, Hello at backchatpodcast.com.au is where you can send it, and we will. Read it. There you go. Well done. I mean, that's the first time you ever nailed that. I nail it every time. YouTube, going really well. We're over 750 subscribers now. I'd love us to get to 1,000. I don't know why 1,000, <laughs> but I just want to get to 1,000. So if you're not if, sub to us. If we're giving offers and you're saying, if anyone doesn't like a fillet of fish, mm. they can come get a refund. How about this from me? This yeah. isn't pre-planned either. <laughs> oh, boy. If we get to 1,000 subscribers... Mm. Free fillet of fishes. Yeah. For anyone who loves a fillet of fish, you come see me in person. Yep. And you show me the YouTube that you're subscribed, that we're over a thousand subscribers. Yep. Fillet of fish is on the house. I'll be going up to you every <laughs> other day for that. So thank it's you. It's not forever. Much. It's one. Oh, valid, okay. valid one. <laughs> valid one. One per person. And say with me, same with my offer as well. <laughs> I can't just buy everyone fillet of fishes every day. Uh it's very good. Um so we're doing well on YouTube. Check us out on that if yep. you haven't subscribed. Do you know uh, what I like to do? Yeah. Every time I go in an Uber, I go, hey, mate, you like podcasts? And they're like, yeah, sure. Because they just want to, I want to get five stars, so they say yes to everything. Do you? Yeah. I go, you ever heard of Backchat? No, I haven't. And then I grab their phone and I go and I sub to Spotify on their phone and also YouTube. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> do you actually? Yeah. That's, that's exceptional stuff. Very good. You need to stop riding. So you your, could do that too. You need to stop riding your uh, e-scooter around and mm. jump in more Ubers. True. Uh, Patreon. Yeah. Boy. Unbelievable. When we started up Patreon and we, we asked people, can you afford a coffee a month to support this podcast? Because mm. as you've seen, people who have been listening to this for a long time or watching or both have seen we've developed a little bit. We're not in the little dingy, dark dungeon anymore. We're it's, a couple of months away from being a year. Yeah. It's been really fun. Mm-hmm. But when we started, we thought we were, you know, your mum, my mum might support the podcast. Yep. Sammy might support the, support the podcast. 
hasn't signed up to Patreon yet. That's fine. We'll get him. But plenty of other people have. We've ticked over 170 patrons on Patreon. Amazing. And I've said the right combination of it. patron and Patreon. Yeah, you've jailed it. Well done. I'm very impressed with you people. And you know what I've done to show my appreciation? Do you the, know? The fan... The f- what? Well, OnlyFans. What are we talking about? No, oh, the fantasy competition. No, I don't know. We're not, are we not telling people about the OnlyFans? <laughs> Whippersnapper. Oh, VIP code for our patrons. Yep. So we've got a code. Mm-hmm. You get discounts on whiskey. That's insane. I don't know what else we can do for you. I do. There's some other stuff coming along. We've got an exciting new sponsor. Mm-hmm. Reveal it now, a little tease. No. What's the point? They're going to listen. Social media yep. is sponsored now, powered by Cameo. What's Cameo again? It's a, it's a platform you can get video messages from celebrities or other <laughs> lesser-like celebrities like you and myself. <laughs> You're going to be on Cameo. I'm going to be on Cameo. So yep. Cameo, it's a platform you can get um, personalised messages via video for mm-hmm. whatever, you know, you want, a, you want a birthday, you want a um, big celebration of anniversary. So it's just been promoted. Or reverse, you want to hang a bit of shit on someone. You want yep. someone famous like Dan to say, yep. hey... Pick up your game. Stop wearing that shirt to work, mate. You yep. look like shit. Yep. Well, Cameo's got behind the podcast. We're sponsored by Cameo now. Very excited to announce that. Very you, good. You excited? You don't get excited very often. Super excited. The <laughs> AFL season has begun. Far out. You know what? It's Thursday, baby. It's been a it's been a long time since we've seen Footy. Footy. I feel like we started this podcast. Like we, we were t- the podcast kind of, you know, we were doing our thing last year. But I feel like we really kicked things off right as footy season yeah. ended. In the off-season, <laughs> when nothing happens. You know, like, we're talking about Mason Cox wearing sunglasses, for goodness sake. But it looks just terrible, Mason. There is a lot to happen over the next six months. I'm a little excited. bit excited. I actually, yeah, very like footy excited. season's here. You're actually excited with that yeah, one. I love it. Whenever I ask if you're excited, you never give me excitement back. And it needs to be organic. All, All right. right. Very good. AFL season has begun. We're into it. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to join the fantasy league, it's done. Cannot do it. It's done. You can't do it. Well, you know you, what? You probably can actually. Yeah, if you want to join now, you're just a week behind. I don't know why you would. You could even be just a day behind. If you're listening to this Thursday and you haven't joined both Patreon mm-hmm. and then the fantasy league, so you need to be a Patreon. Damn it! So you need close. to be a patron for the entire season to win. Two grand final tickets. That is on the table. To do that, you need to be a patron. And then you sign up to a fantasy league. You actually could join up right now. You actually could. You I miss thought, out on what, 400 points maybe or something? Yeah, but you just don't have any Melbourne and Western Bulldogs players in the team. Or, yeah. That's all right. Yeah. I mean, all you're missing out on is Gorn, McRae, Dunkley, Trelaw. Any of those players in your team? Let's have a... I mean... Have you got your team? Uh, you, you haven't played fantasy for a little while. It's been a while. Be my, um, be my Ballantyne. Be my Ballantyne will be... Um, do you want me to tell you what? Um, a Dunkley, yep. You got Dunkley? Yep, got Dunkley. Trelaw? Uh, McRae. You got McRae? Yep. Talking McRae. We're talking Dunkley. We're talking Max um, Gorn? Tell me we're talking Max Gorn. No. Oh, no. I went I went. Um, Brody Grundy. Yeah, you've got two Ruckman. my starting Ruckman. Who's the other one? Don't tell I spent, me. I spent big on Grundy. Well, you, okay. Well, who's your other Ruckman? Not Prucy boy. No, he's a reporter. Who's your second Ruckman? Stop searching around. There's two Ruckman. Who's the second one? Hayes. Port. It's going to be good, trust me. How, uh, how much he, confidence do you have in the ability to win the two grand final tickets? I because sp- I have said it is on the table for anyone who wins it. I spoke you. directly, you and I did, 
Yeah. With Selby. Selby Lestier, Moira's Magic. Yeah. If you haven't signed up to that, you probably need to if you want to take this seriously. Moira's Magic. I spoke to him. I feel very confident in my team. As of uh, recording this podcast, there's 127 teams entered. Bruce, sorry, he's my other, he's my other rock. So when I said Bruce, yeah, do yeah. you know he's reported for the first round? That's right. It's a long. It's you happy with the zero? <laughs> Perfect. Well, there's 127 teams. You only have to beat 126 of them. That's all right. Oh, long, 25 of them actually, because you're one of them. Long term gain. Uh, well, okay, you, you're going to be you're behind the eight ball to start with. If you, I'm not, that confident. Uh, okay. Keep going. Very good. Okay, you've got to sign up to Patreon if you want to play that game. So mm-hmm. sign up, and you have to be a patron for the entire season. Fantasy is going to be fun this year. Yeah, it's going to be very fun. Do you know what else we've got to finish off? Part six of a brutally, oh lo- <laughs> a brutally long. It's been a brutally long session of this. It's yep. my version of predictions. Now, the AFL season's starting. Do I want to ask you who's going to win the grand final? Yes. Kind of, I do. But you can't do that until you've heard why your team is going to win the AFL Premiership in 2022. Now, we've done 15 teams. Yes. We've got three to go. Mm-hmm. The last three. And, They're big ones. And Charlie, well, and Charlie set these up for me in alphabetical order. Do you know what order he put them in? Sydney, St Kilda, West Coast. Okay, but we did we did go Western St. Bulldogs. St Kilda is before Sydney, just so we know. Okay? That's fine. Just so we know, Sammy. But you, we did, you didn't pick that up. No, no, no. I was, was going to say, we did go Western Bulldogs earlier because they the are... The point was Sydney and St Kilda are around the wrong way, but That's I fine. fixed it. St Good Kilda... Point. I'll tell you why St Kilda's going to win the 2022 Premiership. This is not a joke, Dan. Carlton, you were happy with. I sold you on Carlton. Very stupid. It was another one that was kind of a... Freo? Fremantle, you're happy with. Yep. I'm here to tell you St Kilda is third on the list of teams that paying $26 may or may not win. I'm here to tell you why they will. Rowan Marshall was injured last year. He's a, he's a tap ruckman. You might want to think about him in your Tip fantasy side. Okay. Rowan Marshall tapping down... To the Brownlow medalist this season, which is Jack Steele. Excuse me? Jack Steele will win the Brownlow medal, feeding off Rowan, and a little bit of Paddy Ryder when he comes back. A bit of... <laughs> you know uh, the king that plays for Gold Coast? He's injured. Just signed on for a few years. He's got a twin brother. Plays for, plays for St Kilda. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. Absolutely. Um, if you think back to 2020, right? Okay. St Kilda finished sixth place. End of the home away season. They won their first final. They beat the Western Bulldogs. Yes, they did. They were then beaten by the Richmond, Richmond. Tigers. Yep. Oh, you knew that, did you? Yeah. Richmond beat them, go on and win the 2020 flag. Yes, 2021 wasn't how St Kilda wanted it to end was up. 2020 against GWS? No. Uh, Richmond was against Geelong in Brisbane. Yes, uh, you're right. Yep, I know I am. <laughs> so St Kilda... Does that in 2020. They're on the up. Everyone's picking them as the ones to make the jump into the top four. They play like shit in 2021. Yes. But you just need a little bit of a gap to reset because they didn't quite know what was going on. Gap year 2.0. That's correct. 2022, St Kilda make the jump back into the eight. Back into the four? No, they've never been in the four. They haven't been in the four for years. Back into the eight. They've missed the eight last year. Yeah, Yeah. They're back into the eight. They got steel. They got Crouch from Adelaide. He's over there. They got King. They got Marshall. St Kilda. The Saints are coming home with a flag, baby. <whistles> Happy with that or what? Love it. Okay. Very good. Sydney. Never count down Sydney. Why not? 
They're always just good. It's they are always good. It's the Bloods culture. Sydney, this is why Sydney are going to win the flag. Okay. The Bloods culture is real. You hear it talked about in the media. You hear it, you know, talking about you know, the Bloods culture from South Melbourne when the team's aligned. Well, it's real because it doesn't matter who they put on the field. Sydney find a way to win. They've got the best young brigade in the league. They are, they are put together with some of the best young players in the league. Justin McEnany, he's running around the midfield. Oliver Florent, Errol Goulden, I like that name. Will Haywood. Haywood. Logan McDonald, he's a West Aussie. He's a forward. He'll be running around down there. You put a few experienced players. I don't know if you heard many of these guys. Buddy Franklin, he'll kick his thousandth goal this year. Josh Kennedy. Storm the field. Luke Parker. Heaney. He's in my team. Jack. Is he? Mm. Jake Lloyd, one of the best running backmen. They have the team. Last year they won 15 games, I think. They're not going to get worse. That's, no. why they're gonna, that's why they're going to win the flag this year. They win 15 games, finish just outside the top four last year with a young team. They're older, wiser, more experienced. They don't get worse. They get better and they win. They finish top four, they win the premiership. That's a sell. I'm, I'm a, yep. I thought it was St Kilda, but it's actually Sydney. It, yeah, way better. They're paying... $13 to win the flag. The easiest $13 you'll ever make. So you're putting $1? You $1. <laughs> okay. For the very last, the lucky last of the final series, the team we've all been waiting for, if I'm honest. Mm, mm. The West Coast Eagles. Yeah. The mighty West Coast Eagles. Why West Coast Eagles are going to win the 2022 AFL Premiership. I'll tell you why Westhurst is going to win. Now, this is a long sell coming back from a long way. They may not have enough players to field a team in round one to start with. You might get a call-up. You might get a call-up. Yeah, not surprised by yeah, that. Yeah, boy, Sammy might get a call-up. They're, they're doing the ring around. They're saying, who can play footy? Chuck the boots on. Let's go. Let's play. It doesn't matter. West Coast have enough talent still floating around somehow after all of their losses. They've still got Nick Nat. Shuey's coming back. They've got McGovern, they've got Barras, they've got the pillars in the back line. How Darling's many times... got a fresh boost of energy. Oh, oh boy. How many times... It's <laughs> very good. How many times have I told you mm-hmm. defence wins premierships? Every day. Well, West Coast defence is not really much different. Now, all the injuries have been to the forwards and the midfielders. What Dime a dozen. What a bloody surprise. Genuinely shocking awe that West Coast midfielders and forwards are injured. Well, the back line's still there. McGovern, Barras, Edwards is there. He's going to be a friend of the family this year. Shannon Hearn? I've heard of him. He's bloody there. Don't worry about that. Bunger's there. I, I just I just think, I, I think back to 2018, and I think about a man named Robert Walls. And in 2018, Robert Walls said, West Coast Eagles will win the wooden spoon. Well, Robert. Rob, Robbie. What are you thinking, Robert? I don't know about that, Robert Walls. Didn't quite work out for you that year, and it's not going to be like that this year. I'll do the opposite of Robert Walls. West Coast Eagles will win the Premiership in 2022. Big call. Or maybe not. Who knows? Um, (laughs) There you go. West Coast Eagles will win the flag. They'll sell them enough. They're paying $34. If you'd like to make a little money, I know a lot of West Coast fans listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. A couple of bucks. There's a lot of concern about West Coast lists, but imagine the story. Huge. Uh, okay, we've gone through every team now. We have. Why every team can win the premiership. And on the back, oh yeah? So I was going to ask you. Yes. Then who's the Will, the Will Schofield pick? Port Adelaide wins. Really? Sydney makes the top four. That's my little sneaky selection. Mm-hmm. 
Port Adelaide wins. They've been the best side for two years. They get it done in the third year. They beat Melbourne in a grand final. It's no, nothing special. Sydney are there, though. Sydney are in a pl- prelim. Yeah. Okay. You? You're going to go wide. Come Mate, on. Mate, you've, you've, you've sold me on every team. Yeah. I'm going to go Western Bulldogs. Okay. The Bont. The Bont. Trelaw. Yep. Dunkley. Yep. They've been there. They know what it takes. Mustard. Colonel Mustard. Tim English. English Mustard. Very good. Um, Future West Coast okay. forward. All right, so you're Bulldogs. I'm Port Adelaide. You got a team over there, Sammy? You got a, you got a nice little uh, little prediction for us or what? Mate, last year for me it was Port and, again, Port. Okay. Port. Oh, we're Port Adelaide over here. Go power. So on the back of that, on the back. Right. So on the back of that. Sorry. You done? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. On the back of that, mm-hmm. at beers with back chat, which will be happening again, very successful. Yes, I think you know what we're going to do. Oh gosh, I'm going to say, Go on, do it. Uh, one year birthday, Ooh. beers with back chat. We got to do that? it. I don't even know when that is. It's about, about two around, months. Because because what happened when we started restarted back chat? It was like round two or three. I was like, yeah, well, this oh, is shit. episode forty-two. I want to say in a row too. Yeah, yeah anyone having a week off? Not, Not us. us. Not us. Well done. Uh, so, yes, let's go one year birthday, beers of the back chat. If we're allowed. If we're allowed, yeah. Mark and COVID. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But on the back of that, at Beers mm-hmm. with Back Chat, we did, a, we did a sweep, premiership sweep, where we said we'd put our money on every team, 18 teams, and one lucky person in the room would take home the winnings of that bet. Of course. So someone's going someone's gonna to walk away with winnings. Free money. That's what we do at Beers Back, back Chat. Had a bit of a search around the betting companies. Mm-hmm. I had a look around. Sporting bet. Don't really know many others. <laughs> um, bet 365. Yeah. It doesn't matter. There you go. It doesn't matter about the other ones. Did that actually exist? I don't know. We've put the money on mm-hmm. Blue Bet. Have you heard of them? I have now. I ha- well, Correct. I hadn't. Had a bit of a look around. Some of the best odds in the business over at Blue Bet. So I thought, why, not, why would I put it on something I'm going to get less odds for people? And put on them more odds. Yep. More money. More money, less problems. I've always said that. There you go. So we're on Blue Bet. Okay. Put our money now on Blue Bet. The 18 know who they are. We may publish them through the year. Yep. So we're set to go. Round one, it's happening. You know, you know all you need to know. Who's going to win the premiership? All teams, apparently. We're good to go, Could babe. be a draw. Um, how do you feel about that? You feel, feel very, very excited. Yeah. Through the roof. Very good. Okay. Uh, before we get to. The great man, Dom Sheed, coming up very shortly. It is time for You Send It, We, we read, read It, it baby. Mm-hmm. And I didn't leave that open for you. It's okay. You Send It, We Read It. It's become a part and parcel of this podcast. Just slotted in nicely behind the greatest podcasting segment of all time, social media. You Send It, We Read It. Hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. You send us an email. Dan will do his best to read it, even though, <laughs> well, oh boy. Give it a go, Dan. All right, this is from... Bietti. Bietti. This Dear is Dan. From, this is from Ben. Yep. Dear Dan, read the thing, thanks. <laughs> It'll only be the second most embarrassing thing to happen to Dugowie. Dubbed the bunny by those in the know in the last 12 months. P.S. Love your work. Regards, friend of the family, Ben. This is related to his breakdown of the AFL Grand Final. It's the only email that has been sent that we haven't read. Mm-hmm. And we're not reading it today. We're not reading it because we want to do it justice. Benny boy... We got your back, mate. I know you've been listening. I think I think Benny could love his lawn. 
believe Benny's out there on the mower of some description. All right. My man, Benny. We, it will come a time to read it, but it's just not today. Yep. Mark Johnson. Mark Johnson. Subject, general feedback. Thank you, Mark. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is out. <clears throat> to be totally this. honest, I was never a big fan of Will Scoey. In his, in his later years of playing and would often curse at the match selection panel. In saying that, without him, I feel we probably wouldn't have made the grand final. Never alone win it if he didn't play in the 2018 finals campaign and it was the best footy I think I can remember seeing him play. Such a backhanded compliment. Seriously. So thanks, mate. Thanks for all you've done. Okay. On another note, it is funny how we pre- prejudge, pre-judge. There you go. prejudge people in footy by their playing persona only to find out that they're actually cool slash nice slash funny people. I think that's a reference to Hayden Ballantyne who was yeah. on the episode last week. Look it up. Good Very man. good episode. Mm-hmm. Loving back chat and your guest selection so far. Find it great listening on podcast or viewing on here when we have time to watch. Cheers, boys. P.S. Feel free to use this on You Send It, We Read It, which is what we're doing right now. And if Will fi- uh, feels like pumping up his tyres. If Will feels like pumping up his tyres. I, I does. You, you are actually growing more frustrating with the way you read. I don't know why, <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's like you're discovering how to read at the time you're reading. <laughs> and as we get on, you, you're doing it more. But, right. but that's what I love about this segment because it just adds a little bit of spice to it. I've got to be honest, uh, Mark, um, and y- you, know, you started with your email with To Be Totally Honest. Hearing, to be totally honest, I was never a big fan of Will Schofield. Like, mm. I, do you just, does that does that an, does that feel good? I, I don't it's know. a backhander. It's a backhander. Was anyone a big fan of Will Schofield from the beginning? You're like a like a like a bottle of wine that you're like, yeah, it gets better as you go. <laughs> okay, I'll take that as well. Yeah, both backhanded, but I appreciate it, Mark, <clears> and we do appreciate you listening and watching on YouTube. Yes, well Jordan Hulks. Uh, this is called Shoe Spiracy, which I love. This is very good, Jordan. Hi, Will and Dan. Gents, I am concerned we are be- being fed misinformation from the West Coast Eagles at the moment regarding Shuey's injury. Oh. Okay, so he's been injured. Mm. Some doubts whether he'd play week one or not. They are reporting it's a leg injury and he was supposed to be out for a number of weeks. After doing some of my own research, I have uncovered that this information may not be true. Will, with your links to the Sounds football serious. club and your friendship with Shuey, can you please assist in clearing this up for me? Do you want me okay. to start now? Oh, sorry, there's a bit more to read. No, here we go. So this is, uh, who is this from? Jordan. He says that he believes that Luke Shuey is in fact, has in fact spent the majority of his off-season competing in America's 42nd season of <laughs> They've had 42 seasons of Survivor. No, Far they No, they haven't. That's so he, a joke. So he thinks that Luke Shuey's been competing in America's 42nd season of Survivor. This obviously takes its toll on an, on an elite athlete, and he experienced a Christian Bale in The Machinist. Do you know what he's talking about with that? No. Christian Bale in The Machinist looks like he weighs 40 kilos. Okay. Went really thin, that's how Christian Bale does. Uh, like transformation, and now has to bulk up again to get back onto AFL level. This is Luke Shuey. It also matches up that Shuey was just reported to be back on the track, running around quite well this week, which also coincides with him being the first person voted off the show, according to this uh, this chap who was on the 42nd of season of the American Survivor. Please refer to the following images for irrefutable irrefutable proof. Irrefutable. You almost got there. Now, now it is absolutely without a doubt, if you'd like a response to that claim, 
Luke Shuey has, in fact, been competing on the 42nd season of Survivor. There is a man who may or may not be skinny American Luke Shuey that looks exactly mm. like Luke Shuey. Doppelganger. That is a great, great pickup, Geordie. I'm going to call you Geordie. I know it says Jordan. Would love your assistance in uncovering this conspiracy. That is very good. So they We're say, going to put this on social media. Yep. He, it looks like Luke Shuey. Rang, a little bit rangery. A little bit gaunt, a little bit curly hair, a little curly head. Fuck, uh, <laughs> a, wi- a very wiry version of Luke. He's skinny. He hasn't been eating the chips and the soft drink that Luke Shuey usually does. Potato That's chips or hot chips? No, nah, he's a potato chips man, and he and he's a juice in the middle of the night man. He, what? He's, a, he's, a, he's a real, he's a real disgusting dieting sort of guy. He's a real pig. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we should get to the bottom of that. Maybe, maybe that's what's been All happening. Right. Okay, so we'll put these pictures up. Little Tim Tam. Don't know what's happening. Uh, okay. Hey, Will and crew would love to see a podcast with the legend himself, Mark Hutchings. I think he'd be a perfect candidate, and I'd love to hear about his career from his perspective. I feel like it can be done. Do you reckon little Tim Tam is Mark Hutchings sending that email? I hope not, because the email, I won't read it out, but that has nothing to do with Mark Hutchings. I'm not sure what the little Tim Tam means. I don't know. Uh, reach out again, uh, big fella or big lady. I don't know. <laughs> big lady. Or big fella, big lady. Yeah, sure. Big lass. Is that, is that better? I don't know. Okay. Andrew Vitalins. Okay, hi Not guys. Not your vitamins, your Vitalins. So, <laughs> I had to read this a couple of times. Oh, shock. Okay. Hi guys. The WA fans members have three late Sunday games at 4.40pm, 3.20pm and 4.20pm in round one to three. And that includes no public holiday for any of those fixtures on the following Monday scheduled at Optus Stadium. All three of these fixtures could have easily been scheduled for Saturday afternoon. Again, the AFL are treating WA fans and the public like mugs. Strong. Eastern States fans and members are not subject to such a poor time slot, the late game on a Sunday afternoon. If they want a late Sunday afternoon twilight uh, time slot for Eastern States television audiences, then they should play Victorian and Eastern States teams games at Optus every Sunday. That would be sold-out games as demonstrated by the 2021 Dreamtime game at the AFL Grand Final and the AFL Grand Final. Car regards, Andrew. I mean, it's a big pickup because 4.40, 3.20 and 4.20 on Sunday afternoon, it is, you know, late. What did you think when you saw those times? It was kind of irrelevant, honestly. Like, Yeah, your week doesn't. As a, as a player, like, Mondays and Sundays are the same sort of day. Like, if you play Saturday, your Sunday's your Sunday. If you play Sunday, your Monday's your Sunday. It's just the day yep. after the game. It doesn't. It weekdays kind of blur. It's just first day post game, second day post game, third day post game. You're training. Yeah, that's just how it works. So it, it kind of blurs in. So for the players, it won't affect them. I mean, for fans, it's real. Like you, you gotta, you gotta remember that the majority of the money comes from the TV rights to the AFL, yep. and that includes to clubs, to players. It, it's you know, money makes the world go round, and that is legitimately what happens. That's why COVID's been such a big issue because they haven't had the fans, which the gate prices is what money comes in, but the TV rights deal is a huge sum of money. It's over a billion dollars over over four years. Yeah. So that's what those scheduling they don't they don't actually. I'm sorry to say, Andrew, they don't actually care about the fans. They really don't. They care about. Uh, slotting it into a TV time slot that works for them. And they don't really care about how else that really works for... They, they, they will back that 
Perth and Western Australia will come out and support West Coast on a Sunday Arvo. Whereas is North Sydney. Melbourne is North Melbourne supporters coming out and getting sixty thousand in the ground? No, they are not. Mm-hmm. West Coast will go close. Yep. So that's what they're backing. What else do you have to do on a Sunday afternoon? Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing I kind of thought is like, okay, 4.40 game, it finishes at 8 o'clock. You're in bed by 9. Yeah, can you just not – no drinks before? You know, you want to have a big Saturday? Is that – I haven't been a fan. I have trouble, like, talking about this, you know, wearing West Coast gear in supermarkets um, <laughs> and, you know, fan things. Yeah. I have trouble empathising because I haven't really been a fan for a lot of my life. I do get if you want to go out to a pub or something – and have a, a day. Can you not do that Sunday? No. I mean, you could, but some people like to have Sunday where they just like take it really easy and get ready for work on a Monday. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a Sunday Arvo footy on the TV, not much better things than that. Out of interest, I never replied back to you with my fantasy. That is at the end of uh, You Send It, We Read It. Wrapping this up, i got Jack Steele on my team. Clayton Oliver, he played last night. Don't know how he went. And Maxi Gaunt, he'll probably be my vice-captain. Do you know how the vice-captain-captain loophole works? Oh, boy, you've got some studying up to do. Well, isn't captain double points? Yeah, but you can play a vice-captain on, say, a Wednesday night. If he goes well, you can leave him as your vice, put a captain on a zero-scoring player, which will be your second ruckman, and you can take the vice-captain's points. Yeah, good. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So you you can put a little vice-captain loophole on maybe someone who plays early a Western Bulldogs player or a Melbourne player, for instance, hoping they go well. Yeah, I did that for last night's game. Very good. And they went well? Huge points. Now, we are getting into what we're all here for, which is Dom Sheed on the podcast. And I thought it would be a nice way to introduce Dom Sheed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just searching for it on my phone, Dan. If you give You're me looking one for I'm I'm looking for stat? I'm looking for the great man, Sir Swamp thing. Mm-hmm. I ask him most weeks, give me your best stat for the guesswork coming up. Yep. And I've got to put he my delivers. hand up. I've got to put my hand up. And so I, I usually write it just before we come and sit down and do it. And so I always forget to check on it. And so I finish the podcast and I go back and look and it's like, uh, oh my God. Anyway, yes. I've done it this time. So I thought to introduce the great Dom Sheed coming up right next, Sir Swamp thing. The stats man on Twitter says his greatest Dom Sheed stat, yep, fact, figure, factoid. Dom Sheed went at pick eleven in the twenty thirteen draft. Collingwood had pick ten. Ooh, savage. <laughs> Dom Sheed coming up. We have Dom Sheed in the house, Dan. How do you feel about that, Dan? Sure. Well, we'll just go, we'll just roll with it. Hi, Sheeda. G'day, thanks for having me. Um, I, um, I heard this podcast was building a bit of momentum over the last few months and now you've gone bottom of the barrel with me, so happy <laughs> to be here. But I, thought you were, I thought you were saying maybe we were stepping up the rungs with Dom <laughs> Sheet. No? <laughs> the opposite, mate. You think the opposite? The opposite, mate. With some of the characters you've had on the last few months, it's been good to listen to. Very you've good. To, you've got to sometimes go low to then rebound next week. To then rebound, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I sort of figured that's what you were doing. So stay nice and close to the microphone with us, Dom. I know you haven't, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not an experienced media campaigner, but no, I, was saying, I was saying to Dan... I think you may be in the top three media performers or, um, uh, you know, the way you actually execute things in the media. I'm a big fan of yours, Dom. 
that's big a, top three. That's a big call. I go in very well prepared. I Do think you? that's my thing is mm. I, I'll always ask what questions I'm going to get asked and I'll always have in the back of my mind the vibe I want to give off. So I think it's just through preparation, whereas today I've had no prep. I have no idea what's coming my way. Perfect. So could, could go one way or another, mate. You, the reason I like him, Dan? Go honest. On. Honest. Mm. So honesty is the thing we like here on Backchat, Dom. So just bring that out. Now, the first question we do ask people on the podcast, and, and you are on the waters today. We've got our whippersnapper whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Dom's in rehab. Can't Shame, get man. on the whiskeys, but you would have. If you could. Whippersnapper, very good whiskey. Absolutely. I heard they're a great company. I've actually been there before. They've got a good setup there in West Leedy. No. East Perth. East Perth. East Perth. You yeah, I've it. been there before. Yes. It was great. Very good. Um, it all looks the same. It's all right. We'll, fit, we'll, we'll have Dom's share. Yeah, of course. There you go. First question we ask uh, our guests on this podcast. Do you know what it is? <laughs> no, I don't, mate. What is it? Look, we know Dom Sheed. He's a footy player. He's a, he's a great player for West Coast. High draft pick. Um, played in two grand finals, one premiership. He's kicked a goal that a lot of people know about. We don't care. I'm here to tell you we don't care. Love that. What we care about is your greatest sporting achievement. Not on the football field. Okay, you can play football. Cool. Give us Dom Sheed's greatest sporting achievement. Greatest sporting achievement. Um, I was a cricketer. Is there a big list? Well, I played majority of the sports growing up. So, um, majority how much of the time sports. do you have? Do oh, you want just one? We've got, <laughs> we've got a um, no, I was a cricketer growing up. Um, so, I had a few handy. Um, innings back in the day, back in Kalgoorlie. So Care I was a bit, share? Come on, I was a bit of a man-child growing up, so I was a lot bigger than everyone else. So when you're coming through playing under-12s, under-13s, under-14s, I was just so much bigger than everyone else. So, um, you know, I think it was under-13s under, under 13s or 14s cricket. Uh, I made 700s in a row <laughs> cricket. So um, that was probably my greatest stretch of greatness. Was that the season that you didn't go out? Yeah, I'd, I got out on purpose. No, yeah, so you went the whole season, didn't go out, made 700s. Is this your season? And then This was a separate season. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, this was a separate season. A year before, you had to sort of retire once you hit 50, so everyone got a bat. Um, and I went the whole season without, without getting out. I think I made 700 runs for the season, and um, you can't get a batting average if you don't get out. So I had to walk out on the very last bowl of the season – made sure that I left the ball and I worded him up to stump me. So he stumped me, so I got my batting average of 350, I think. It's <laughs> <laughs> stupid. That's very really smart by you. Oh, well, you needed the average. I got worded up before I went out there to say, just letting you know if you don't get out, you, you won't have an average. For so did you, make, did you make your 49 or 50 and then go out? And then, well, I went out last ball. I'm not sure what I made exactly that innings. But, oh. yeah. Were you much of a bowler? Uh, I Well, because I was a man-child, I bowled quick. So I was bigger than everyone else, so I bowled quick. And then everybody sort of caught up to me and um, the coach sort of gave me a tap on the shoulder and goes, um, why don't you try leg spin, mate, um, instead of your medium paces? And I've gone, medium paces? I thought I was bowling heat. But everyone had just, <laughs> everyone had just caught up to me. Everyone had just caught up that I had to change it up because I got figured out. Best figures? Best figures as a bowler? Oh, Geez, I couldn't tell you, but I think that they were okay because I used to open the bowling. So I got the new bowl. I, I'd swing it a little bit, but um, you know, I was never my never my one wood. When I started bowling my leg spin, um, that took a while to get used to because leg spin's obviously very hard. Craft you got to some? Do. You got some tips? I was a leg spinner. Oh, there you go. Nice. Um, which is an odd odd thing to do when you're in younger grades of cricket. Like who's yes. going out there? And you're a left left hander, mm. so. 
always good left-handed uh, leg spinners to batters who are 12, probably trying to figure out how to play it. Um, I had some good figures. Um, haven't brought it up for a while, actually. <laughs> you did ask about this trophy and the ball. Um, do you want? You can have a look at that if you want. I don't know if we're allowed <laughs> to do this. How do um, we do this every show? Every show this gets bought. <laughs> Five up. wickets for sixteen runs. There you go. Yeah, that's in a grand final. Yeah, um, he's lucky you didn't bowl to me. That's that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's well, I would have given you an average very yeah. quickly. <laughs> um, so that was. That, I mean, that was leg spinners as well. I mean, that's that's high that's level performance in a grand final. <laughs> you know, something you very both good. share. Very good. I know. Very and I'm not good. talking about the 2018 grand final. I've had word, actually, this is still on cricket. We, we're we're going to start with cricket at the moment. All right. I heard in a grand final, um, grand final day, didn't start the way the boys wanted. <laughs> three for none, the fellas are. No runs, three wickets. Dom Sheed walks to the crease. At, what does that make you at five, at six? Yeah, I come, in at, I come in at five. So you're not a good batter to start with. Well, you're coming in at five. I think the idea was you put the batters who aren't going to get a go in first and then they get out. Then I'd be able to bat out. So you've come out at three uh, for zero. You've hit the first ball for six. Yep. Correct? Yep. And then you've gone on to make about 180 runs in a 200-run partnership where your partner made about 11 <laughs> runs. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> so yes. self, selfish batter. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, well, hey, we'd block and run and get the single and get me on strike. So... Yeah, we come. Yeah, three for none. Our sort of best batter got out. One of my best mates, Joe, got out for um, a golden duck LBW, and then yeah, three for none. And I've walked in at number five, and um, yeah, he, he he bowled me one in the slot. So I thought, why, why change now? It's a grand final, and three for none. Keep going. But we put on a good handy two hundred run partnership there, and That's you good. won the grand final. We won the grand final quite comfortably in the end. Wow! I dropped on forty something, so I think it still haunts. Um, <laughs> The bloke to that day. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be thinking about it. Yeah. That's very good. Okay, okay. So there we go. Greatest sporting achievement. I don't know what to pick. Uh, the 180, the you know, the bowling figures or the 700 or the average. Just dominance. Yeah, I, just, I think just hand-eye coordination growing up as a kid really helped me. So... Um, don't worry, we're going to chop you right down, back down to earth at some stage in this podcast. So don't think yeah. that this is a nice, pleasant you're place a bit to I was thinking it was going too smoothly. You're a bit of a, a golfer though as well? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'd go, I'd be an 18 round, like what, 18 handicap, you call it or whatever. So not, I, I haven't spent a lot of time. I refuse to go. I remember I used to play golf a lot twice a week and I got quite good, but... Because I was trying to get so good, I'd always leave the course frustrated. So now I only play golf for fun and when I'm drinking beers. So that's my rule is I'm not trying to get better. It's purely to have fun. So you grew up in Kalgoorlie. So the, all these sort of stories from your junior sport are from Kalgoorlie. Yep. You kicked 100 goals in a season across two two levels of footy? Yep. Yeah, 100 goals in a season. Which, yeah. From full forward? Was that where you were playing? Or? No, I was playing midfield <laughs> at the time. So... Um, yeah, I, I used to like to sneak forward a fair bit, get a bit ahead of the play. Used to. Used to like sneaking forward and getting ahead of the play. What's changed, eh, really? Were <laughs> you waving off kids in the forward line? What? I was big, like I said, I was bigger than everyone else. So <laughs> this is the thing. Everyone's caught up to me. So They're talking about the, um, the, the, the fans storming the field when Buddy Franklin kicks his thousandth goal this year. It was... Was Kalgoorlie like the MCG? Did the did the fans storm the field? Yeah, people ran onto the field. So <laughs> obviously, amazing. all of my teammates at other levels and stuff like that all ran on. And um, yeah, it was a it was actually quite quite a good moment. So kicking a hundred goals. I remember I was telling I was at a wedding the other weekend, and we were talking about it. And uh, yeah, hundred. You know, I kicked a hundred goals in a season. I was the only one who's um, kicked a hundred goals in a season. And I was talking to a bloke who 
had done it 10 years before me. So <laughs> it turns out I wasn't the only one. <laughs> this is um, Mitch Brennan, so Jacob Brennan's cousin. So he was a big full forward who also liked to kick bags. Unreal. Okay, uh, moving uh, along. Is it true your greatest strength off the footy field is your mathematical ability? Uh, no, I wouldn't say so, mate. I, le- I left school at year 10. so um, <laughs> I heard no, I you may have been in the top <laughs> 1, 2, 3% of Australia in, in, in mathematics. What was that test that you did in year eight, which like was Australia wide um, NAPLAN testing? Is it was it NAPLAN? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you clearly know what a lot of like multiple choice sort of things. So um, yeah, did the NAPLAN? I think I I got what a high distinction, which put you in the top top ten percent in Australia for maths, but. Haven't picked up a book since, and that's well and truly not the case now. I but, can tell you that. But you've <laughs> moved, you've moved that into more. Well, maybe you did it growing up as well, hustling and a few side hustles going around. <laughs> you know, you had a Huxterburger at one stage. You always get a few fingers in a few pies. It started early for you as you know, growing up, selling lollies at school. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about that. So in year eight, I, I, I got my own locker in. Year eight, so year eights and nines don't usually get a locker. Usually, you, why'd you or you get a bottom locker. Why did you get locker. one? I got one because I made a bit of a deal with the lady that if I won the cross country with my TT, if I won the cross country, then I'd get a top locker. So I went out, won the cross country, got my top locker. Anyway, I was um. What I used to do is I used to buy. I don't know where you're getting this info from, mate, but I used to buy Zappos. Have you had those Ooh, lollies, those purple get, lollies? Like oh, Zappos, some of the best going around. So I would go to the bulk food store in Kalgoorlie and I'd buy boxes of these Zappos. And I'd buy them for um, an average price of 20 cents a packet of Zappos. And I'd sell, them, I'd sell them for $2, Two a bucks. packet. And I'd keep them in my locker. So, and I'd sell it to everyone when recess was done and lunch was done before we went to class. So... Um, I, I'd what made a what percentage markup on no, the Zappos? No, 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 you're I'm the I'm meant to be the guru. Hundred percent. So that's what I'd do. And I just at the end of recess and lunch, I'd have about 10, 15 people just lining up outside of my locker before class. So that's so everyone used to chew on these Zappos and get them confiscated off them and stuff in class. But apparently I was a man to come to if you wanted Zappos. So it's a little side hustle, something to do. You like that? You'd be I'm impressed too. with that. How does Zappos hold up in the Kalgoorlie heat? I imagine they yeah melt melty bit melted yeah but they didn't stop didn't stop everyone back there they they, they would chew whatever they get their hands on so that's a, just a great story so the Zappo king of Kalgoorlie the Zappo she. king of Kalgoorlie <laughs> I'm not proud be- of that there's nothing better than grape Zappo <laughs> I was, yeah, was going to say Zappos they're the little squares right they're in the yeah. little yep. the individual wrappers hard to unwrap mm. not a great lolly to try open up in class. Quietly. Quite loud to open and then they're quite chewy. chewy. So yep. they know um, what's going on. Wasn't ideal. But um you know, I used to get my pocket money and I used to turn that pocket money into ten times more. So So you're not selling Zappos anymore? No, I'm not I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> what's it like to be um well, I guess not the most successful sibling in your family? I mean you're not, but from from what I've heard. No, I I'm I'm definitely not. I've well, I've got two brothers and a sister, so Who's the most successful? I know the real. I know the answer. It's a clear answer for mine. Well, well, it's not your brothers. I'll give you a clue. No, nah, well, one of my brothers is the nice guy. The other brother is the fun guy who everyone wants to hang out with. And yeah. then my my sister's the doctor. So um, I always get told that I'm the worst in worst in the family because I'm not as nice as my other brother. I'm not as fun as my other brother, and I'm not as good as my sister. She was good at tennis growing up. 
She was very good. Yeah, she was very Australian good. Australian standard. Yeah, she had a, her ranking and everything and travelled around Australia playing tennis. I think she was... Is it Brittany? Up, Brittany, your sister? Yeah, Brittany, yeah. I think she was um, ended up being number one in Australia under 18s at one point. So she was a very, very good junior. She played in the junior Wimbledon, junior Australian Open and wow. stuff growing up and decided that... Um, when Alex and I moved to Perth, that she was a bit homesick, travelling around with her coach around the world to all these tournaments as a 16, 17-year-old, got too much. So she thought, I'm just going to move back to Perth and I'll just be a doctor, whatever. I've got... <laughs> yeah. Just be a doctor. I just, no big deal. I've got one more for you. Um, just This is my. This is clearly my just big Santa sack of Dom Sheet information and this one may be my favourite. Um, when you were little, so your brothers used to be uh, used to get paid to mow the lawn. So it sounds like you were growing, you were you were you were brought up a bit of an entrepreneurial streak. You you, you know, <laughs> to, you know the value of money, selling zappos, doing the lawn. But you used to make sure you were paid in equal parts, and so you would only mow equal parts of the lawn. In fact, you used to get measuring tapes out to to measure up the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> to make well, sure no one over or underworked, is that correct? We had quite a big lawn growing up, and it was us three boys. So my my dad, um, you know, raised us three boys essentially on his own, and um, we had quite a big lawn. And there was a lot of maintenance to do around the house, so he'd always palm it off to us boys and incentivise us with a bit of pocket money. And because the lawn was so big, you wouldn't want to do a strip more than you'd have to. So you'd make sure, and it went on a weird angle where it wasn't a nice square lawn. It sort of like cut in and went around and sort of hooked around. So you could never actually know what the third was because you wouldn't know how many squares of the lawn you're mowing. So we'd always have arguments saying, um, you know, you, you've pulled up two strips too short there. Have a look at it. Like So us boys would go out, would figure out who needed to mow what parts and then um, would go out and do it. We're, we're, not, we're not talking – I feel like we're not talking about someone's front lawn here. Like are we talking kind of like Optus Stadium type areas? Nah, or? No, nowhere near as – young As a young kid – Felt big. It felt big. It felt big as a young kid. So when I mean that – Right on mower? It probably took us Are you us pushing like, or you right on? No, no, we're pushing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not that big. When I'm talking, it, it'd probably be the difference. Doing two strips would be the difference in uh, mowing for 10 minutes and 11 and a half minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> but it felt big. That's very good. So Cheetah's walked into footy rich as. He's got, <laughs> he's got a pocket full of lawnmower money. He's got a pocket Zappos. full of Zappo money. Yep. Cheetah actually plays for West Coast for free. doesn't get paid. <laughs> Well, at least that's lawns? what you tell some people. <laughs> I, I mow my own lawns, yes, yes. You yes. do like your lawn. Yeah, I don't have I this in my notes. You do like your lawn. Yeah, see, a lot of people say this. When well, you do. I, I've, got a, I've got a bit of lawn, so I look after it. But, you know, I'm still using my rotary mower and stuff like that, but I'm not... Wasn't it I, in... I, I was just an attendee at your wedding. Wasn't it in the vows about your lawn? Yeah, because Brooke would always take the piss out of me for loving the lawn too much. Um, but <laughs> loving I just, the lawn more than his wife. Hey, is there is there a better feeling than looking at a freshly mowed bit of lawn? Like I'm not a nerd with it, but it's like <laughs> when you mow a- it, you sort of sit back and you go, "That looks nice." Well, are you watering just watering and mowing, or are you getting like product on it? Like how I, in depth are we getting? I put a bit of product on it, like yeah. where that with need. I don't go above and beyond it. I don't study it, and I don't know what I should be putting on at what time. But what sort of grass? It's like a mix between Kaikuyu and yeah, you know, something else. So, <laughs> yeah. But that's a thing. He's so pretending he doesn't yeah. care. Elliot, Elliot Yo has lawn, and um, 
he he's like right into his he's right into his lawn. So he'll always talk to me about it. It's actually what we uh, bond over the most. <laughs> Yoey and I. Um, he's got a lawn probably about four square meters, and he loves it, mate. He puts a strips. He's in got a sponsorship, and, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got a sponsorship lawn sponsorship. So I'm not that. I, I don't sure. love it that much, mate. Would you like it? How about? Would, would I like would, it? Would yeah, you like it? Yeah, anyone abs- listening? Absolutely. Lawn products are expensive, so. Okay. Um, yeah, anything that comes I know, I know you're a partners man. I know you're a partnership <laughs> guy. You make relationships with it all. Okay, that's my that's my drive bys there. I've got a couple a little bit later on. Let's get to footy. So you move away from Kalgoorlie, you move to Perth as a 16 year old. Um, was that a big move, or were you you know did you feel mature at that age? How was that moving away from home? Yeah, I, I felt um, like I was ready for it. I asked my old man to move to Perth to try out for footy and to try out for the state team. So I made the state 15s footy team from Kalgoorlie. So I'd travel every week to Perth um, to train once a week with this state squad. So after I had played okay in the state 15s, I thought I'm going to give it a proper go here and I asked my old man to move to Perth and he was obviously very supportive. But I was leaving my two brothers and my dad at home. So I told Alex, who's my brother, but he's my best mate as well, and I remember telling him um, I'm going to move to Perth to give footy a crack and... I was obviously his younger brother, so he's gone, right, I'm going to have to come with you then. You're not going on your own. So him and I moved to Perth, I think, age 15 and 16. And, yeah, living out of home straight away. So that was that was, that was was difficult. By but, ourselves? Um, yeah, by ourselves, um, age 15 and 16. But we learned to um, how to cook, how to clean, how to look after yourself at a very young age. So I think that when I actually got drafted as an 18, 19-year-old, I was – probably a bit more mature in that life skills sense than um, a lot of other boys because they tend to live at home a lot more or you draft an interstate player and they go in with a host family. So I'd already lived out of home for three years before getting drafted. So And we loved it, like, you know, just what, us boys. Well, what was hard parts though? Like what, what, you must have had stuff. How are we getting around? Yeah, well, we had our mopeds, which was good. So, mate, we, we had our mopeds, which was um, which is how we got around. So he had his license um, at sixteen. I eventually got it at sixteen. So we were zipping around Perth on. So those, you thought you're in, you thought you're in Changu, Bali. Well, mate, I see. <laughs> mo- everyone thinks mopeds are dangerous. When you're going on the back streets at fifty k's an hour, they're not dangerous. I'm trying to convince my wife to get a moped to ride into work every day into the city. We live about four k's away, and she reckons they're too dangerous. Are they? Yeah. No, e scooter, Sco- scooter. Yeah, I don't know if you e- walk past my scooter on the way in. Did you scoot here? Yeah. Took yeah. me. How many k's do you reckon it is to my house? It's decent. I've been that way. So he lives at Hyde Park Hotel. Yeah, like just around the corner. I don't, I don't live at the, just, <laughs> I don't live at the Hyde Park Hotel. I live just around the corner from it. It took me thirteen minutes on the scooter, and I'd go to East Perth every day for work, and it's about nine minutes. And it's changed your life, has it? Changed my life. Yeah. Well, that, I need to look into that because East those scooters scooter. are taking off now. I see them on West Coast Highway. Are they? They're yep. like lines, or yep. is that what they are? Yeah, so you don't want an orange one. You get a nice black one, nice sleek one. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Very yeah. Sure. See, I might try to convince her to do that, but um, you obviously wear a helmet and that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I abide by the rules. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, so Dan plays by the rules in all facets facets of life. Yeah, yep. there you go. That's not a bad way to be though, as well. At the same time, keeps you keeps yourself out of strife. What about what about eating and going to the shops? Like well, I was a nineteen, like. I was probably similar to you. I was a little bit more mature than I was. But, like, when I got over here and I moved away from home as a you know 18-year-old, I didn't know what an FBOS car was. I certainly wasn't doing my own shopping, cooking, cleaning. Yeah. 
Well, you, Alex, you must have been living in a bit of squalor for a while. Well, we we got a li- we got help from Dad, obviously, because he supported our move to Perth. So he got us a rental um, to live in, and he obviously helped us out a lot. But at this time, Alex and I were both um, had our electrical apprenticeships, so we were um, we we're both working, so we're earning our own money as well. So we're living in Vic Park and going to work every day together. Um, and then, so we had money, and then we were playing. We both played Subiaco Colts. So from there, we made a lot of like good good mates. You know, you know when you're in the footy environment, you know you're not you're not short of making mates and having connections and stuff like that. So we had our friends, we had our money, we had um, ways of getting around. It was just more so learning how to cook. So when I first met Brooke, I used to still like boil my vegetables and stuff like that. And she taught me there's actually another way to cooking, but that's all <laughs> I'd ever known. So when the I easiest, to, the quickest, easiest yeah, way I would get the food in your guts. I wouldn't season the steak or any. Well, very, very simple. Would have would take a toasted sandwich maker to work and would put baked beans in two pieces of white bread and would have toasties every day. Nothing so we're very that. simple, but we are. Luxury. Yeah, we are got there. I mean, like while we're speaking about food, I mean, it would be. Remiss of us not to ask about a certain type of you know takeaway order. I mean, you right. would have been eating a bit of McDonald's sure. at that time, surely. You yeah, were, yep. You were you were, yep. you a fillet of fish sort of guy. You, 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 you. I, I I heard you are. I heard I heard <laughs> of you. Of course are. you did. And it's all around. It's Australia wide. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. Not not a fillet of fish man. Nah. Absolutely not. Why not? Tell me. Tell me about it. Well, I just it's not real fish to start off with. And when you say there, yep. when you say there, burger patties are probably not. Or meat either so but yeah no i'm not a fillet fish man um i remember tom brass actually we had a day on the boat and we ubered back past um maccas on the way and um they'd left some nuggets inside so tb ran back in to go get his three nuggets that they didn't <laughs> give him <laughs> um and then i put the, his fillet fish um he was raving about i put it underneath the uber's tire so when he reversed out it goes thin, thinnest cardboard, and <laughs> mate, to this day, he is, to this day, he has not forgiven me for getting rid of his fillet fish. One? No, I've had a bite. I've never had a full one. Yeah. So, Gotta well, we've it. just been able to reveal right here that the uh, the current West Coast Eagle player that I did um, did I did mask on social media was in fact Tom Barras. <laughs> Tom Barras, friend of the family, back chat. He's a foff. Fam. Foth fan. Filoto fish. Oh. Foth, mate. Foth. Is that your order every time? No, no, no. I like oh, to, don't, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> I like to mix it up, but there's nothing better than a, like that steamed bun. Oh, it's so soft and fluffy, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apologise to listeners and watchers alike. Spew up. Um, so coming out of Kalgoorlie, is that, as a teenager, is that a bit of a thing, like trying to get to Perth? Was that is that like a goal for a lot of young kids? Yeah, I mean, we had our, like, um, as footballers, you think? Is that what you're... Well, yeah, just I mean, in general, I mean... Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's six hours, it's a six-hour drive from Perth, so it's that touch too far to um, do every week or every fortnight. So, yeah, I think a, a lot of people tend to um, look to get out of Kalgoorlie at some point if they want to pursue uni or a sport or um, go to a private school so they they they, they do but um at the same time it was like it was the greatest place to grow up and i know people who have lived there a lot of people who have lived there their whole life and will never move and it's just and i could see why it's like me growing up as a kid i had the best childhood ever i got to play every single sport that i wanted 
I got to ride motorbikes out bush. I got to drive bomb cars out bush. And, you know, I rode to school with my mates every day and we'd go light fires after school. And, you know, <laughs> just we just got to do a lot of things that um, people in the city don't get to do. So, um, but for me, I think um, when, when I wanted to play footy, I thought this is probably my time to leave. But like I said it's a, it's a great community to live in. There's plenty to do. Um, you know, you surround yourself with the right people and you won't want to leave. So, out of Cal, live by yourself or with your brother, Alex, um, grew up here in Perth, playing for Subi. You play in the under-18 national championships for Western Australia. You captain the team. You win yeah. the Lark medal, the best player of the carnival. So, it's gone well. <laughs> um, did WA win that carnival? Uh, no, we didn't. No. Um, so, you've had a good carnival. It's all going well. I mean, you've moved away from home in order to chase the dream. You know, what, what are your thoughts at that stage of of going through footy are you are you happy i'm assuming you're happy with how things are going are you- yeah i mean i was very fortunate to um to take the path that i did it was a very smooth sort of process i played state 15s i played state 16s and then i played two years of state 18s so i played as an underager as well so um you know it was a very smooth process for me which i was very fortunate about i didn't have too many hiccups i wasn't injured and um, you know, I, I was playing decent footy. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, we didn't win that um, that under-18s carnival, but we didn't have Jesse Hogan and Jack Martin that year who were both mini-drafted the year before. So remember they had the mini-draft with the yeah. new clubs? So they so went to GWS. Hogan and went Go- to GWS and Martin to Gold Coast. To Gold Coast. So they were our year. So if they didn't get mini-drafted, two WA blokes... Geez, we would have had a great spine. We had Tom Brass, we had Paddy Cripps, we had Jack Martin, we had Jesse Hogan. It would have been an unbelievable lineup. McCarthy, McCarthy, Cam McCarthy was playing really good footy. So, um, yeah, we, unfortunately we didn't win. But but if we had those two, I reckon and, um, we we would have done all right. Okay, so you say at home, there's obviously every chance when you're a Western Australian football player. There's only two teams. I mean, I'm a Geelong boy, so I kind of get it. It's like you got one chance to stay at home. You've got two chances to stay at home. Um, you were touted as a first-round draft pick coming into that draft. Seen a few interviews. Well, I mean, we watched a few interviews prepping for this one, didn't we, Dan? No, yeah. no, not, not a massive fan of probably probably your work earlier on. Sheeta in the media. There were some, some good ones. You were on AFL, I think, three sixty with um, Robbo and the other two. Oh uh, yeah, and um, they were pressing you about teams if they'd contacted you um, around that time of the championship. I think it's the day after you. Yep. The day after you hurt yourself and. Yeah, it was funny watching. Yeah. Like two, it was two very young kids that raw. weren't media savvy Quite at raw. all and they were pressing them. So at, at that age, um, cut me some slack, you don't get any um, media training at all at that age. They just go, oh, they want you on 360. I'd never spoken to her, um, you know, on air or anything before. So I was all very new to it. And, you know, I was just a kid country bloke from Kalgoorlie just playing good footy so I wasn't exactly um all over welcome all to over national that. tv <laughs> but um yeah and then I get thrown in the deep end like that but I think it definitely and you could agree um even when I got to west coast it definitely took me a few years of actually learning how to do it and getting better at it so I try to put myself in front of the camera as much as I can just to get better because I knew that I had to um be better in the media and speak a lot better. So there's still a, still a long way to go. But, um, you know, it's one of those things you don't get better at unless you do it. Hey, mate, you're top three for mine. Top three. Wow. So you get drafted. So you win. You win. So you're captain of the WA team. You win the Lark medal. So the best player of that carnival, you're captain. 
Um, kind of skipping forward, do you have do you have leadership aspirations at West Coast? You're not in the leadership group currently. Yeah, what, no. where's that sort of? Um, yeah, no, I'm not in the leadership group. I mean, the, the you know leadership's leadership's obviously a funny one. Like I don't, you know, I'll continue to be the best leader I can be, um, but you know, I'm not going to change who I am and what I'm about. So, um, you know, if I find that in myself in a leadership role down the track, then great. Um, but I'm not going to change anything I'm doing to really push for that. I mean, you can be a leader without being in a leadership group. You would know that better than most. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and if that comes with it, I think Jeremy McGovern's a great example of never really wanted to be a leader, but he was just a natural leader that he found in, that role found him. So you've got two different types of leaders that one um, and both are completely fine. You, this is the way I see it is you, some people want to be leaders and they work on it really hard and they sort of change a few behaviours to push for a leadership role and that's completely fine because if you want to do that, do that. And then you've got others where leadership, you don't really, you're not pushing for a leadership role, you're just going to be who you are and leadership essentially finds you. So Tom Brass, Jeremy McGovern, your, your whole, your whole ones. Your whole leadership group, as you're speaking, I'm thinking, Shuey, uh, like he, he, he never. I, I don't, it's similar to Shannon Hearn. I don't think they ever said, "Look, I want to be captain and it, I'm the man." Shuey's the same as that. Yeah, absolutely. Nick Nananui's the same. Yeah. He, he doesn't try to be a leader. Exactly. McGovern, same. Yeah. Barras, same. Duggan, same. Oscar. I would say. I would uh, say they're all pretty similar guys. There's no one's like, "Hey, I'm a captain. I'm a leader." Exactly. But some some people do um, strive to be the best possible leader they can be, and yeah. that's fine. That, that's completely fine. Like you know, they want to work on their leadership skills. They want to lead people. That's great. But yeah, I think you'll find the best leaders are the ones who um, generally don't go out and chase it. So, you know, my aspirations, I don't, um, you know, I want to do what's first and foremost. I want to get the best out of myself and I want to do what I can to help the team. So they're, they're my two priorities is to do what I can do and do what I can to ha- help the team. Plus the, That's a good answer. the leadership groups player voted, right? Yes. Wow. Well... Well, it is, right? I wrote, a, I wrote an article on this on Code, right? My little yeah. writing gear going on in the moment. Like, yes, the players get a vote, but... Uh, so it, if everyone voted for Will Schofield, the team might go, thanks, guys. I, I, I th- there there, has, to, there has to be... It's not a bad thing. There has to be an element where the coaches and the, the board of directors have a say, right? They're, the most popular person... Um, that ticks all the boxes in, as far as the playing group might be concerned may not be the best for the leadership for whatever reason. So there, it can't just be pure player vote. You know, players say this, they want that. So when they say, oh, it's – when they come out and say in the media, oh, it's a, it's a player vote, player-led vote, and whatever the players said, I, I don't think that's 100% true, but that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That's reality, though. I, there is elements of coaches having input, um, you know, higher-ups, either board of directors or CEOs or whatever that – would influence the leadership group. There has to be. And whether that's contract or whether that's, you know, staying in your home state or, you know, being away from your home state and a bit more incentive, it does happen. And I think you've also got to look, um, the coaches and boards and and that have to look at the future. So if we just voted on four of your very best leaders at the footy club, like they're 33, 32, 35, you know, like so they're very old. So they need to go, well, we need some form of youth or new wave coming through. Who are we going to forecast to be yes. a great leader for this footy club? They're not now, but in a couple of years, they'll be better for this experience. experience. Yeah, sort of reminds great. me, I was a sport captain at um, <laughs> St. Dennis Primary School. I was the sport captain of Keen, the red the red colour. Yeah. It was a class vote. I don't think I actually got the um, the vote over the line, but the t- it was up between me and James Tchaikovsky. You know him. Okay. 
he was a bit of a troublemaker, and I think he got the class vote. But they were like, "Nah, he's no we're good." We're going to give yeah. it to the rule player. So then, so then I got good, good class vote, but also the supporting of the. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. You're a red house. It, it really doesn't. Yeah. You've really got captain. a lot of red. Yeah. What, what were you? You're, you're a green looking I was, fella. I was green. That, look yeah, at that, green and blue. Sammy, is your mic on over there, mate? It is. Uh, we got we got big Sammy Coverley <laughs> over there, our graphic designer. Oh, he's he's playing a few roles for us today. Hello, Sam. Um, uh, you haven't spoken on the podcast before, I don't think. I haven't. It's my first time. But oh, welcome. I was, I was <laughs> green. nailed it so far. Thank you. I was green, and I was also the one who got the class vote. But then the teachers overturned it. Yeah. Oh, cool so go. he's the cool kid. Yeah, he's James Trukowski, and yeah. I'm. What are you? Just Dan. Just Dan. Just Dan. Just playing old Dan. Yeah, I'm the winner. Just playing old Dan. What colour were you? You go on. I was uh, yellow in primary school, and then I was maroon in. Um, oh, maroon. Yeah, no. How big is your school? You have maroon. We had eight houses. Oh, four. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't a part of the leadership group there either, Sheena. So I don't know if that surprised you or not, mate. <laughs> I was athletics captain. I was good at that. Now, okay, we've digressed a little bit. Uh, okay, so you get drafted into twenty thirteen. Come to the footy club, West Coast twenty fourteen. Um, Daniel Kerr's number. Number four, number four. Did he hand it to you, or was just it was there and there you go? Nah, did they retire it for a year? Yes, it they, came, I remember it, it came available, and I think you took it the following year. Yeah, yeah. So I think they retired it. So um, yeah, no, nah, it wasn't given to me. Who did you? I'm just reading it along here. Who did you cop it from? Oh yeah, you. I, I just again like um, you, you did an interview rookie year, and you were saying you copped it a fair bit being a rookie. Just you know, a bit of hazing and stuff like that. Who who was the the one that would sort of like, is that a thing at footy clubs? Because I know like in the NBA they make them like carry all their bags and stuff like they really treat them awfully. Do they do that in the AFL? Uh, I think in my era it, it wasn't as bad as it was when you first yeah, started. D- D- Dom's a part of the um, generation. What we call them, Generation Z. He's actually just just at the forefront of the soft uh, generation. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. but he's he's clearly not soft. But he's he's the beginning of it. Oh, but I, I was yeah, I was the last of the hard. You could say you you beginning just. of the softer. I was last of the hard. <laughs> Whichever way you want to put it. So in terms of hazing, I don't, were you still around with the red bag for the? For yes. The, so yes. there used to be a red bag. On flights for West Coast, he used to have yep. all the muesli bars, all the sausages, all the lollies. Yep. And so uh, it was. It was like a, a backpack. It was an elastoplast red bag. It was the same bag oh, my yeah. whole career. That never changed. Yep. And the youngest person on the flight for the away games used to be in control of it. And so, take it on the flight. Take it off. Don't forget it. Walk down the aisle. Did you have it? it? Yep, I had it for. I was. I had it for a good three years. I reckon because <laughs> between me, three. between me and the next debutant was a lot. Was a long time. Wow. Because remember, fifteen in my second year, we played in the two thousand fifteen grand final. We oh, didn't not, have. I'd wipe that from my memory. We didn't have anyone um, younger coming through for about three years. I think so. I do remember this, and you and you used to have great debates over games played versus age. Yes. Yes, and that that great debate is still on. So games played, for example, um, you get uh, Tim Kelly, who's tw- twenty six, come over or twenty five, come over. He's played less games than um, a young fella. So he's played and one game for the club. Should Tim Kelly be holding the red bag when yeah. a, when an eighteen year old's played three games? Yeah, right. So I think it's a it's still a bit of a grey area, and there's plenty of um, arguments going on. But I'm well and truly um, out of that now. First yep. game memories. Sub, sub, <laughs> great, Simo. Um, yep, Dom, your day born, round one. You've had a good pre. First year, round one. So it was round one? Yeah, round one versus Bulldogs. So your first year, round one? 
first year round one. Okay. Yeah. And then um And West Coast were up by a hundred points or something in that game was wasn't yeah, that an yeah, absolute shellac. The game had been the game had been won and um you know, <laughs> it was an interesting week because it was uh, your day booing, um, but you're gonna have the green vest. So told my parents I'm debuting, but don't get too excited. I've got the green vest sort of thing. I've always, from this day, I've always been a big believer. You give a debutante um, starting first, first crack. Yeah. You know, like just for um, family and friends excited to watch and, you know, a young kid starting on the field. Like, I love that. But, um, yeah, and then I come on three-quarter time, game was done. And I remember Pritta, um, I was a West Coast fan, so I used to love Pritta and Nick Nat and watch them all the time. And Pritta come up and said, first centre bounce, Nick's going to hit it to you here. So it's, it's your ball. Like, you, you get it. Um, and I've gone, how good's this? 40,000 um, at Subi Oval. And got done, bang, tapped it to me, grabbed it, tackled, holding the ball. <laughs> um, <laughs> ran around like a headless chook for 20 minutes and got dropped the next week. So You had three touches. Um, yeah. I yeah, mean, right. it was always a... That's stiff. It yeah, wasn't right. a... Uh, you knew that if you were starting sub um, that you are getting dropped the next week because a coach would always come up to you and go, yeah, we, as a young fella especially, it'd always be, um, yeah, look, mate, you did nothing wrong Like because I played 15 minutes or whatever. You did nothing wrong. We just need to get some run in your legs. We just need <laughs> you to go back to the waffle and get get a full game in your legs. So you always <laughs> knew you were going to be dropped the next week. What uh, was that like, though, three-quarter <laughs> time coming on? Like, you know, Subi would have been... Pretty, it yeah. would have been buzzing at that time, mate. Buzzing. We used to pack out forty thousand every week there. Um, I remember somebody in the race, Pritter, I think, said to me in the race um, before we ran out was, "Make sure you remember running out because that's one feeling that you always remember. It's and it's the best feeling." And I remember running out for my first time as a West Coast player, and forty thousand people erupt, and it's awesome, and we get to run through the banner, and you know, just that feeling of hearing the roar when you run out was um was something that um is stuck in my memory. So you still remember that? Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to tell you a memory from my first game? Yeah, I'll, and then I'll tell you when I ran through the banner once. <coughs> were you one? Of, were you one of the? Yeah, I ran, I ran, I ran alongside Peter Bell. Did you? With a Freo jumper? You know, you know, oh, don't worry about my story. Do you know what the rough thing was? Peter Bell never used to run through the banner because he used to get cut up by the um, by the banner. <laughs> so sensitive he, skin. The whole, yeah. the whole team used to run through and he used to jot off to the side and never used to actually break through. Yeah, the but thing. was that, a, was that a, a bit of a superstition or was he worried about... He wasn't no, actually I, worried about I, in my memory, the, and this is probably... Yeah, mate, mate, it's tissue paper. This is <laughs> probably wrong, but in my memory, I remember them saying or hearing... Peter Bell doesn't run through because of something it like cuts him up. And so he used to dart around the side. And I remember as a kid, and I was probably 11, running and like so stoked about to run through the banner. And they're like, no, no, come with me. And I ran with Peter Bell. I didn't oh, get to, didn't go, get to go through. No, as a kid, that's all you want to do. Yeah. You're kidding. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Why I have we through, not spoken about this? I ran through my 50 banner at the Coolbinia Bombers Club. <laughs> Mate, I'm, yeah. I'm actually right, devastated your, for you then. Your banner run through, go on. Yeah, I no, we're not banner run through. My first game um, had similar advice. It was from Rowan Jones, and he said, "You know, make sure you take it all in and, and know what's going on." I sat on the bench. <laughs> Funnily enough, there was no there was there was no subs back then. Two thousand seven. I sat on the bench for the first quarter. Didn't come on. So that would be absurd. Yeah, this day and age, if yep. they kept a player on the bench and didn't bring yep. them on, like. The way that the interchange works now, there's, well, there's a changes at three, three minutes in, the whole bench comes yep. on. Right? Oh, you 
I will say, in the middle of my story, your wife rings in the middle of the podcast every, <laughs> every week. And I know you listen, Beck. She knows when we record. Why does she call? <clears throat> I don't know. I hope everything's okay, yeah, Beck. But you call every week, so I know it's I, okay. I literally haven't seen her in a week. But anyway. So, okay, that's fine. Now, uh, I go on, Rowan Jones, all right, watch everything, do the banner, great, touch the banner, yeah, get on, sit on the bench for... Because I was on the bench for so long, I'd forgotten, one, which way we're going, two, <laughs> two... I didn't know where uh, where the bench was. So like, I came on the ground. I'd been on there. I hadn't been on the ground. I'd been sitting watching the ground for 40 minutes. When I got on there, I, it was Telstra Dome. So a big dome. The, the runners come out halfway through the second quarter. I said, mate, you've got to get off. Um, time to interchange. You've been on for six minutes. Get off. <laughs> You're a disgrace. And I didn't, know where to go. I didn't know where the bench was. I promise. I looked around and I had to, for a good 30 seconds, locate where the interchange was. <laughs> You didn't know, like, just absolute deer in the headlights. That's not that's not common at um, Telstra Dome, Marvel Stadium. That's um, not, not uncommon. Not uncommon. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, because right. you got the roof on, it feels like you're sort of in a video game. You don't know which way you're yes. facing. It's weird. Yes. Okay. So let's fast forward to your debut. You start making a name for yourself in your second season, 2015. Yeah, second season, 2015. You cement yourself. Really, you play or every game. Every that year. game that year, yeah. Every year in 2015 as a second-year player, West Coast made the grand final. A little bit out of nowhere. I mean, it's there was you know some pathway there, but it, it was a surprise to some that we make it. And you play in that game. What are your memories as a 20-year-old playing in the 2015 grand final? Oh, I just um, – I was thinking – it was my second year in the system. I was going, how good is this? I'm going to end up with five flags at the end of my career <laughs> if I do my maths right. But I think I just got overawed by – the, the moment and the, and the week, and we speak about it a lot. And one memory from that 15 grand final was I remember running out and before we got through the banner, I remember thinking my legs are absolutely cooked. I can't run here. So, um, you know, just because it's such a massive week. I'm 19 years old. I'm trying to get all my family across to the grand final. I'm trying to figure out who to get tickets to. We got 20,000 people at our main training. We get... We arrive and there's fans everywhere. You know, it's just a big, it's an exhausting week. And if you haven't been through that before, especially as a young, young fella, I can see how it would affect people. And, you know, we have to travel, travel to Melbourne to the G to win a grand final. So it's not our home ground either. We were only played one or two games there that year. So unfamiliar ground and... You know, we got beaten up by a better team, a way better team than the, us. The fact that uh, that uh, it affected you physically is an interesting one. I had the same feeling. Yeah, like we've spoken about it, but the fact that the mental side of it, like you went, it's not a physically harder week no, at all. No. You do exactly the same training. Yeah, your same flight. Um, you're in Melbourne. It's all the same. Yep. but physically you were affected. Yes. I find that that's interesting. Heavy legs. You know, when you run out, you just go, "Shit, I'm just heavy today." Yeah. I remember, um, you sat in the back of the Hilux with Hutchings. Yes. What do you remember of the, the parade, the lead-up? Uh, cool. It was, it was cool. But, um, yeah, it was just another one of those things that took it out of me. And, you know, I, we took a few photos and there were fans everywhere. And, you know, it, it was a big – that whole week was a big blur. Really. Did you play poorly? I played poorly. I I think yeah, I played poorly. Did anyone play well that game? I feel no, like no, every no, person we've spoken to. I don't think anyone. Nobody actually. Bo Waters played well. Wait, no, is that outrageous? So I yeah, think we played in twenty fifteen. Yeah, forgive no, no, me. No, no, if I'm that's wrong. outrageous. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think forgive me if I'm wrong, but we were very um, heavily um, had a very heavy game plan around certain players, and that was. 
Josh Kennedy to kick seven goals and we'll win. <coughs> so their thing was, don't let Josh Kennedy get the ball. No one else can kick goals. Yep. Um, and then it was Matt Prittis wins all of their clearances. Don't let Matt Prittis win a clearance. So you shut down our best goal scorer, our best clearance player, which happened on that day. I think they'll both say that. We had no other avenues. You know, we had no other, other avenues on um, way to play. Don't let Jeremy McGovern intercept the footy. That I think they would have went in with a few very clear focuses on how to stop us because we relied so heavily on certain players. Remember, uh, Luke, I won money on Shuey first goal. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Did yeah. he kick first yeah. goal in there? Yep. And yeah. I thought we're. How much are we here. talking? Oh, I probably put ten bucks on it. But I think he was paying thirteen dollars or something. Very nice. Yeah, good, good way to start the grand final yeah. day. Poor way to finish it with a loss. <laughs> um, so twenty fifteen happens. Have you watched that game ever? Watched it back? No, I haven't watched it back. Apart from our review. Yeah, I'm over it now. Though I promise, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would you review the grand final? You still you take a lot of learnings out of it. Right? Review twenty eight eight. Like as in It's the last game But it's still a game Yeah It just seems like So much time passes So many things change Like what do you But it just it remains open If you don't review it It's like yeah, Okay well, that game happened And then What, what happened There's what the no closure happened? There's no closure And also You work Your ass off All the pre-season The whole year To make that One game Why would you not review what you did on the biggest stage because sometimes you look at yourself and go, why was I running there? I was, you know, or yep. you review certain things and you'll actually have one closure on the grand final or in 2018 it was, this is how you win a grand final. What about um, uh, how, how far long after the game are you reviewing it? Because I imagine the first month is a bit of a blur. No, no, we do the review on the Monday, yep. normal review. and it's Sober. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, the direction is be sober, <laughs> but whether or not people are sober or not. I mean, there's a few big nights before it. Yeah, absolutely. But like no, no one's walking in with a, like a bottle of beer. And, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But like there's probably residual, yeah. um, you know, uh, intoxication. Well, I mean, we're going to obviously talk about the But every, every single year that happens. The last game you review. Um, it doesn't matter if it's a grand final or not. You know, your last game's your last game and you review yeah. it. Otherwise, you come back three months later and whether or not it's a final, like... Dom and I have been lucky enough to play in finals as our last game. But if it's not the grand final, it's the elimination final. If you don't review it then, well, well, yeah. what, what's happened? Well, you, 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 you would go away from the club for two to three months and, and not yeah. know what's going on. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the, the goal. because I love how long this podcast people, is going to go for, by the way. <laughs> a few people have Sorry, asked Shana, about it. You're well. stuck here, mate. <laughs> but what, what you're hap- in rehab. No one cares. What, hap- like- what happens in the review... When when you take them, I mean, I assume it's not broken down play by play. You're not just watching the entire game, but like as a what's happening in the room when when you take the mark in the review. What mark? No, so we don't At review that. So we don't um, you skip to 2018 before yeah. we've even got there. You want, oh, I'm just uh, while we're in reviews, I just want to like review isn't review isn't yeah, often. I, I oh, no, review off honestly is not about moments like Sheeta taking a mark and kicking a goal. It's trends. It, yeah, in in a review, you don't watch people kicking goals it's how did how did the opposition score a goal or at least you know a chain of their play and vice versa you know how's our stoppages looking how do we get that clearance how did the stoppage set up how was the communication how how did they connect with the forward line they very very rarely is a player having a set shot for goal and kicking the goal in a review are people singled out yeah yeah yep is that brutal when uh, you, when you've made like a Bad mistake. It depends. Um, it depends. Honestly, it depends how your season's going. 
if you're having a winning season and it's a you know an anomaly with a loss, you they might actually go harder because they go, oh, this is our opportunity to just go yeah, whack. Teaching moment. If you've lost a few games and it's you know banging your head against the wall a little bit, it's a little bit of a softer review. But like the call outs are are usually defensively. Dom 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 has been a whipping boy for a fairly like Dom, and and I, I would like to say I probably have been too. I would like to think the whipping boys are people that can actually take it. You're not going to go hard at someone in front of a whole group yeah. if they're going to go and drop their bundle and never get back in the team. They're very, um, as much as you think it's a sort of spray out of nowhere, it's a very educated spray that you're getting. Simo will pick out the right person who um, can, one, take it, but then the boy captures the boy's attention and going, shit, I won't do that again. I better do that. So, And then also as a coach... You can't give too many sprays in a year or the effectiveness of your spray is not going to be there anymore. If you just spray in people like Dennis Pagan did back in the day, then um, if you just spray in people like Dennis Pagan every day, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have the same effect. So Simo will pick his one to two sprays a year as a coach and it'll really, boys will really go, shit. So that's, that highlights Simo's intelligence. He's exactly right. So, I mean, Sheeta was an easy target. Sheeta, in review time, reviews are also bird's eye view as well. So, it's yeah. not it's not what you see on TV and Sheeta gets a clearance and kicks the ball and then the, the camera goes to the forward line and Josh Kennedy takes a mark or, yeah. or drops it, right, and the opposition get it. The review is the bird's eye view. Sheeta, which is, Sheeta gets the clearance, great. But Sheeta starts walking with his hands on his hips and he looks like a late, you know, the way he yep. runs, he looks like he's running slowly, not, doesn't look like he's working hard enough. And trust me, I'm saying these things yeah, out of love yeah. because this is what Sheeta caught. <laughs> Dom, what are you doing here? Yeah. Where, what are you thinking? What's your next move? Because the review is about, okay, he's had the clearance, which is great, but then what are you doing next? Like, are you going to go and defend? Is your player going to mark the footy or is the opposition going to get it? You've got to think, you know, at the elite level, it's not about getting a clearance. It's really not. There's a lot of talented midfielders, a lot of you know, talented people that can, can do that. The best players do it and then communicate to others or impact the next contest or you know, do that sort of stuff. And I, I used to pop up a fair bit. Cause used obviously to. That's as good. A, um, You've improved a bit. A, as, a, as a youngster who's kicked 100 goals and used to like to get forward of the footy, I didn't defend too often. So <laughs> as, as much as he, he singled me out, I think a lot of them were um, warranted. All right, we're at 2018. Um, tell us about the goal. No, 2018, not, it wasn't a smooth year for you. Um, no. so, so 2015, you played every game. Yep. Your second year, you've made a grand final. How good's this? We lose, but it's like, well, I, I would think as a, a young 19-year-old, you're like, well, how good's this? Yep. 2018, three years later, your fifth year at the club, I would think, again, given your upbringing, given everything we've just spoken about, it's like, okay, it's time to shine. But you don't play every game in 2018. In fact, you're out of the team pretty late in the season, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I played, what, this is my eighth year in the system now, and I reckon on five seasons I've been dropped in the year. So I've only had a couple years where I actually haven't been dropped. Welcome. Yeah, so I'm a bit like, <laughs> I'm a bit like you, Scoey, but um, um, just didn't get dropped as much. <laughs> nah. You've got time. So, yeah, I, I was... Um, yeah, so I've been. I haven't. It hasn't been this smooth ride. I no. think since since I got drafted, that's when it got real difficult. Well, it's just um, interesting because you spoke about you know growing up and and it was a great smooth transition for you. 15, yeah. 16, double eighteens, high draft pick, captain. You know, yeah. but then when you get to the real stuff, yeah. And like I, 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 I'm in my fifth year. Um, by two thousand eighteen, I'm in my fifth year, and 
I'm out of the team with three rounds to go before finals and I've been sitting out, haven't played AFL for six weeks and we're about to play finals and you start to think, it's my fifth year in the competition, I should have cemented my spot by now and I haven't. Like, am I going to make it? Is this going to be my whole career like this? You start thinking about all of these things and, you know, through through a bit of um, luck, I got back into the team. Yeah, what happened? So obviously with what Gaffey did with, to Brayshaw, that was... Um, I come in and took his spot in the midfield. So when that happened, and unfortunately for Gaffey, um, he had to sit out the rest of the year, but Simo came up to me and said, that's your spot now, so don't worry about getting dropped again. You're playing the rest of the year, you're playing the final series, and you're playing in his position. So, How did that feel to have that reassurance? It was good to have the reassurance, but once again, a very intelligent man, I think, to get the best out of me. Um, for him to say that at that time, it gave me a lot of confidence. So I knew that three weeks out of finals, I didn't have to I didn't have to worry about performance and um, if I'm getting dropped or not in the lead up to finals. It was right, find your feet, do the simple things well and stay in the team. You don't have to do anything amazing because you're not getting dropped again. Just play your role. Did you did you play on the wing? Like I wouldn't classify you and Gaffey as like for like. It's I, I, I played a I played a lot of wing. So the way we used to structure up is you'd have um people who played inside the centre bounce and people who played on the wing. So I probably played a mixture of 50% on the wing, 50%, um, you know, in the in the clearances, in and the centre bounce. Forward work. at all? No forward. No but forward because, at Because all. at 2018, I just sort of was thinking about it. I thought maybe we were, we were tagging off one of the wings in Hutchie. And, and pretend, were you involved in that rotation? Yeah, with but if he, if he goes... Um, if he goes on bowl, then it pushes someone to the wing. So we had this very smooth process of um, everyone could sort of play, everyone could play every sort of position. I, I guess my point is, right, is like Gaff comes out, great player, been a very consistent player yep. for West Coast, still is, and you come in and you're not a like-for-like. Like. You're not the same player as Gaff. You've got different yeah. strengths than he yep. does. Um, how does that How does that work, you coming into a team? And obviously it works out well. We win a, win a flag. Does... Does changes happen with within the team in terms Not of... Not changes. I mean, we always had that one person who played on the fat wing and that was Masto. So he would always run, no matter what side the ball was on, Masto would run to the fat side of the ground. So if you're a winger, it doesn't matter what wing you started on, you run to where the ball is and you run to what side the ball's on. So you're essentially another midfielder. You're sweeping at every single stoppage, so you're in, you're in the stoppage. So essentially you're just a... You're just another um, inside mid who follows a ball around. So we're very like role driven, obviously in eighteen, and um, you know us mids just hit this sweet spot right at the right time when it mattered. So um, you know, for teams to win flags these days, you you need to hit a sweet spot at the right time. Did Sam Mitchell and Adrian Hitmont have um, what, what was their impact on hitting that sweet spot? Those that, those who were yeah. guys that had big big deal to do with the midfield huge. and contested ball and midfield. Yeah, no, nah, huge. Obviously, Adrian Hickmott was um, an unbelievable mentor to the playing group, and he didn't coach me that year. Um, but he was a great mentor to. He mentored me a little bit when I was in and out of the team, um, and he was great. You know, he's. His footy brain probably wasn't as good as his relationship building, whereas Sam Mitchell was um, very good footy brain. So I remember his first midfield meeting he had with us when he first started coaching. Um, so he obviously played one season, then went into coaching and come back that next year. First midfield meeting, he puts on the um, the screen, um, plugs in his laptop, puts on the screen, and it's a Premiership Cup. And he goes, 
right, boys, I'm here to win you as a premiership, all right? So um, that's what we're going to do this year. At the start of 18. Did he? Right, um, boys, we're here to win this, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to win that premiership. And that was his very first midfield meeting to our, our, our playing group. What was your thoughts when you see a guy come in and be like... Because he's come from his player, remember? Yeah, yeah that's right. right. So, like, uh, un- unbelievable. Well, like, we always knew he was going to be a good coach. We always knew he was going to be a good coach, and um, he's a very dominant personality and knows what he wants and goes out and gets it. And for him to do that, it, it was like... We knew he was all in and he was going to be great for us. And it almost gave us that confidence of like, yeah, boys, we're, we, we, are going to, we are going to be the best midfield group this year and we'll, we'll win that, you know. And then throughout the final series, you know, we had sort of three games to win a flag, I think. At the end of round, at the end of round 23 or whatever, um, we needed three games to win a flag. And he, he put up three games there and he goes, right, boys. Um, we're at the pointy end of the year now. Um, win three games, you get a cup. Can you win three games, get a cup? <laughs> like, and that was all. It was win the next three games, you'll get a premiership. And it was so simple. Harder, harder to obviously do, but it gave you a lot of confidence to be like, yeah, you're, yeah, boys, we can win three games, can't we? It's very Easy. good. Yeah. I wonder if he's showing Hawthorne that at the moment. Seriously. Yeah, probably. Man, he gave yeah, great belief works. in the playing group. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've spoken publicly about his impact on the playing yeah. group, and you know it, it's yeah pe- people have taken it out of context a little bit, but he was a very good coach, yeah. and it's it's a good story to hear. Shida. now everyone knows about um, you kicking the goal at the end of this year, but um, at the end of the the game. But what what are your memories of leading up to the grand final? The the week of the the night before, the morning of you've you've lost a grand final. You know what that experience is like. Yeah. Was that in your mind? Thought about it. Preparation. I, I thought about it a little bit, but I mean, I was very. I was the lead up to it, very similar to fifteen in terms of all the noise and stuff. You just knew how to deal with it better. You just go right. I know what's coming my way. We spoke about it together as a playing group. I know what's coming my way. Um, I need to focus on playing one hundred and twenty minutes of football, and that's all. So all the noise around it, you sort of still had to organise the tickets and stuff like that, but keeping in mind that this isn't going to take away from what I need to do on game day. So very similar lead-up, just dealt with it a lot differently. Um, me personally, I was I was quite confident in the way I was going to play. I think I had a good stretch of form leading into that grand final. So um, I was confident in the way I was playing my footy, and I knew that if I just did that once more, then... Um, you know, we'd be all right. But everyone was just so clear on their role and what they needed to do that day to win a flag. And it wasn't it wasn't Luke Shuey, go out and be best on. It wasn't, JK, you need to kick seven goals. It was, keep doing what you've been doing in the lead-up. You don't need to do anything anything else apart from what you've been doing. So, And we had a good stretch of form leading into that. So we are very clear. And, yeah, the week was different, but um, you just handled it better. Do you do you think about the game and um, you clearly have a moment in that game that everyone knows about and everyone likes to talk about, but the game as a whole, do you reflect on that about how you were feeling in that game or was it a blur or do you have you know, specific memories of this is, you know, they kick five goals to nothing in the first quarter. Yeah. Do, do you remember other aspects other than, because some people only remember the moment of you kicking a goal. Yes. You played in the, yeah, in the I mean, I, I, I remember... Um, a lot of the game, and I kept things very clear 
um, with my folks leading into the grand final. It was the same as what they'd been the last six weeks. So I got a little bit of a theory about the midfield role. And it's if you want to get the footy and impact the contest, run as hard as you can and get to as many contests as you can because the more contests you get to, the more chance you are of winning the contest. So if you just run your backside off and get to as many as you can, it gives yourself every opportunity to get the footy and have an impact on the game. So, um, you know, I kept things very, very simple. In terms of actually remembering the game, a lot of it's still a bit of a blur. I'll I'll watch parts of it sometimes and think, oh, I don't remember that. Mm. Yeah. So I've heard you tell this story a a fair bit, but, I mean, that's the game. (laughs) We win the game. Tell me about... Tell me about the lead up to the moment. But what I mean, you you weren't meant to be the guy that kicks this goal, right? This wasn't meant to be Dom Sheed. Am I going to tell my story? Then you're going to tell your story. You can, you, like, you can do whatever you like, mate. You can do whatever you like. No, people on this podcast have heard my story. <laughs> have they? People um, know that I'm responsible for winning the 2018 like, grand final. Yes, like the amount of times that story's been told is we've done it. We've done a couple of pub tours, Dom and I. So I have heard. <laughs> I have to pretty much Dom. Dom tells everyone about how he wins the grand final and he's kicked the goal and blah blah blah. And then I always come after Sheeta and just trump him. And the poor bloke doesn't have a microphone at this stage. And so <laughs> I can't I, say anything. <laughs> yeah, Sheedy, you've heard about Sheedy kicking the goal. Well, I'll tell you right now, it doesn't happen without Will Schofield <laughs> running down the middle of the ground in the MCG. But I would like to hear it. People on the podcast have heard me yeah. speak about this multiple times. They haven't heard multiple Dom Sheedy. times. Tell, Maybe yeah. more times than the cricket. How, does, how does that happen? Um, to, to talk, so can, well, we get, can we get another soda water? When, sorry, when you thanks, get it. Bro. Um, just on a side note, every time we do do those shows now, I always make sure there's a second mic so that when Scully yeah. gets it, I've still got one as well. So, but I like to give him his mic. I'll, I'll, I'll ask a question then. Where, where Do you remember where you were when the first mark in the chain happened? Yeah, I, well, my man Trelaw, and I'm sure people have heard this a lot, but for the ones that haven't, uh, my man Trelaw um, was the one that kicked the ball into Jeremy McGovern who marked it. And... Um, by then, I, there was, I knew there was two minutes to go. Before then? Long. Before then? You are meant to be off the ground at this stage. Yeah, I was called off to the, I was called off to the bench. Simo, I think, wanted um, the, the runner good, come the, out. They the, wanted the good Well, the runner like. came out to me and said, um, you know, Dom, it's your turn to go to the bench. And I've obviously, three minutes going to grand final, I've politely declined to come to the bench. <laughs> and I've decided to just... Do you remember run. making that decision? Do you remember? Yeah, do you remember I thinking? ran to the forward line. I ran, so I've gone, there's three minutes to go, I'm a midfielder. I'm going to go create an outnumber in the forward line, which is a complete opposite way that the ball's actually going. Um, so I'm just this seventh forward sitting in the forward line and my man Trelaw kicks it into Govan. remember thinking we needed to win two contests before the ball got to me. So Gov's obviously kicked it to Vards, he's wheeled around, kicked it to Flyn. I couldn't believe how quickly the ball came in my hands when Flyn got up and turned around and I was old on my own. Everyone was thinking, you know, how's he How's he on his own in the forward line like that? But that's because I'd been sitting there for like 30 seconds on my own just waiting for something like that play to happen um, to create an opportunity because we're so late left in a game and you need to win it. You do something that you don't usually do. So Scoey's done what he's done and you just... Yeah, you, won, won the game for the boys. You yes. ask questions of the... You've got to ask questions of the opposition. You can't just keep playing normally. You've got to be a winger and run forward. Because you know you know how long there is left in the court. You know, you know it's under late five in the game. Minutes. And, we're, and we're down by under a goal. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, what, what, am I going to go and run around like a normal? You lose or you throw something out. Yeah, it. correct. Exactly. I'd rather would rather lose by four goals, having a crack, um, 
at, at least actually trying, you know, um, rather than not try anything. And yeah, I was very fortunate that it just come my way so so quickly. It would have been the quickest transitional play of the day, like right. from one one fifty to another fifty. I've marked it and I've sort of people reckon I played on and yeah, you, um, did. you know yeah. I was blocked. So yeah, there you go. Hang on. So okay, so you're forward of the play. Um, I'll ta- I'll take it over. You're forward of the take play. Scoey Scoey comes to the middle of the ground. I reckon I probably tag tag you up a little bit and say, Shido, you just keep going, mate, because <laughs> I've tried to win the game. Hasn't worked out. Uh, Thanks, I, I sort of. Yeah, thank you, mate. Thanks, bro. Yeah, we're good, we're good. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Very good. Now. Legend. As I'm working my way back, your Thanks, man, man Trelaw does he does get the ball and he kicks it into the forward line. The only reason Jeremy McGovern is there for the moment is because I'm not on my man. I just want to make that clear. These guys, you know, um, no, they certainly haven't made any money out of it, but there, there's been a, there, this the moment. They've coined the moment, right? <laughs> McGovern, Devardi, to Ryan, to Sheed. It needs to be fucking Schofield running down in the middle of the ground sets all this up. Regardless, McGovern you gets say it. saying it up, but aren't you like causing people to fill in for your mistake of leaving? That's how that, that's called. You know what that's called, Dan? Teamwork. <laughs> yeah, Understand? Sure. You, knew, you were so confident in the team. Well, but, well, who do you think covers everyone else's man when McGovern for ninety five percent of the game is doing whatever the fuck he wants? <laughs> Me. Gone, I've covered your man the whole year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. my whole life. Yeah, correct. <laughs> my whole life, and the only, only time I don't cover, he gets in the moment. Yeah. It could have been Scoey. It actually could have been. Anyway, that happens. Sheeta's forward to the ball, so he's talking about that. You know, the contest have to be win. When you're that far in front of the footy. You can't call for it. Like no. that, you need people to do their role. Like oh, when I was in the middle of the G, going to win the game, <laughs> I need Jack Darling or Liam Ryan to win that contest. And when they don't do it, I look stupid. Mm. When they do do it, Vardy or McGovern to Vardy to, to Ryan, he looks like a genius. And you're sitting there... And so Ryan takes that spectacular mark. What are you thinking? You're by yourself. You don't have an opponent. I, I was telling him to hurry up and get up because he landed on the ground. I was like, I don't Just want take a hanger. to get... I don't want... Yeah, but land on your feet, mate. Come on, I've seen you do it numerous times before. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> unbelievable mark. But yeah, I was waiting for him to get to his feet because I didn't want my, me to get chewed up and um, get manned up, which was never going to happen because the ball just moved so quickly. Um, so he plays on. Well, the only reason I slightly had in my mind to play on was... Um, no, no, he, play, he plays on, kicks he it plays to you. He kicks it to me. And, and people are going, I've on. played on. But did you the reason on? I took one step did was you because play on? I just knew that it was a 2v1. So did you like, play on? I don't think so. With so late to go in a grand final, no, no. you put your whistle away. So, you put your whistle away. So did you play on? No. Did you... But no. you, were tr- you were in your head, were you like, I'm going to run forward? Because you sort of take a step, but you didn't get called. I don't get. I, I very quickly realised I was going to get tackled and wasn't on. But because there was a two v one, it was me and Willie versus Maynard. I mm. thought, well, if, if that I'll, was um, round uh, twelve, uh, you know, and the, and the score is forty five points in front by West Coast, is that play on or not? Uh, I still don't. Th- no, I don't think. I don't think it is, mate. I think the umpires come out and said they made that was the right decision. Good. So, um, oh, well, there you, you go. Know, that's, that's all we can so, Okay. So, no, okay. So, no um, play on. What about? Uh, there's also a lot of debate about Willie Rioli. Was it a shepherd? Uh, no, no. You tell me. I actually don't. I actually don't. Th- I, I, uh, yeah. I, I, I turn this up a little bit when we do this, maybe yeah. in a live show. But I actually don't yeah. think it was. If no. You, for instance, if you hadn't have been there, he would have been no. able to reach the ball. So that can't be it. And I know it didn't because you were there. Yeah. It's and the same in the back line when you, when you block out, you know, 
I'm used to blocking my man out from McGovern yeah. or Barras. How's it any different? Like, if they're not there, maybe I get yeah. a spoil on it or market, but they market in front of me. It's, it's no different. Yeah. I think, once again, the umpires came out and said that was the right decision. I think just because of the moment in the season that, you know, these little things are just, amplified. like, amplified, yeah. you know? So You'd rather them not make a call, really, honestly. Put your, wi- put your whistle away. Yeah, absolutely. And Today yeah. I actually watched this really shoddily foot iPhone video of this Collingwood supporter watching that last minute. It's actually it's on YouTube, and yeah. it's it's good. And he, Can you please speak in your microphone? And, and he doesn't respond at all. He sees it, and he's just... He's yeah, just, he's yep. just pissed that that you might, and he's not he's not calling for anything else, and he's like a he's literally half a meter away from the screen. Yeah, um, so I mean you know whatever. So you yeah. take the mark, you play on, you've got shepherded, and <laughs> then <laughs> and then okay, so you uh, go back and what, take your kick. Yeah, what, well, firstly it's a snapper, a drop punt. Yeah, right. correct. Yeah, and I, I'm not a great snapper of the footy. I usually belly them, and they land in the middle of the ground. So I I, ne- I never I never ever. Kick snaps if I don't. Something you need to practice as well. Josh Kennedy, yes, practices all the time. That's very, why he snaps all the time. Very good at it. So I decided to kick a drop punt, and you know, Scoey's set up the defensive zone already. Oh yeah. So you're like, that's that. all. Right. That's all set up. You're, you're missing. Well, everyone missing else had missed. That's why I set it up. Maston missed. Ryan missed. We, we yeah. missed about five in a row. E- exactly. Yeah. So I was like, well, I've got a bit of a, I've got a little bit of a free hit here, right? And the reason I say that is because. Nobody expects me to kick it. So as much as it's a high-pressure situation and environment, no one expects you to kick it. At the same time, no one expects you to pass it off. So yes, you have to take I the shot. I couldn't pass it, so I had to take the, take the shot. If I'm 30 metres straight in front, you are expected to kick it. So the, the, the pressure goes up. Whereas this one, there wasn't... What wasn't um, as much pressure in in a sense in my mind because it was like it's a free hit. So I just thought just hit hit the ball as well as you can and um, keep everything nice and straight and give it an opportunity. Someone on social media mentioned that they uh, perhaps they had a tour on the MCG not long after the grand final and they let them have a, a shot at goal from around there. You that. go, and they said yeah. it was really windy and and it wasn't windy wherever else they were but in yeah. that pocket it felt really swirly do you remember nah thinking about the wind nah i think we had copped a pretty good day there was there wasn't um much wind especially that time of the day and you look at the kick that doesn't it doesn't drift or anything like that but the whole <laughs> idea was to keep it as straight as you can yeah but there wasn't windy in that pocket on on the day from memory but yeah, I mean, there was a. Do heap you have of a Do you have a straight kick, a set shot? If you had to take all your set shots over your career, is it straight or is it a hook? I mean, your left footer. I mean, I that. run around a little bit, right? You you take that few steps around. That's just what left footers do. Yes. So I was very fortunate that in that, that it was on the right pocket. And also with the pocket is we used to train at Subiaco Oval, and then um, Subiaco Oval would train there um, in our facility. So when we run out our race. That pocket that you're sitting in in Subiaco Oval is the same angle as the G. So before you go out and train, the footy bags would sit there. You'd have 10 shots from that pocket putting on bets for coffees and lunches and, you know, whatever it is in that pocket before training, before you warmed up. You'd go train, you'd come back in, and before you go into your race, you'd have another 10 shots. It would always end so, in that shot too. Yeah. That so was the last shot. It's always nice and straight. And... Oh, so we would have had, like, everyone in our team would have had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shots from that pocket without even knowing. And then on grand final day, it happened to be the last goal. So, um, 
But yeah, I, I, if that had anything to do with it, I'm not too sure. But you can't really train for that moment. You can't practice kicking a goal in front of a hundred thousand people. You've got to. When you've the got. Game's on the you line. know. You just can't. You just can't practice to do that. So. Um, the fact I hit it well, um, yeah, I think it was a bit of luck if I kicked that. How many times did I kick that out of ten? Probably more I'd probably, than five. I'd say, yeah, I'd say I mean, six. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, it, w- it wouldn't be. What would you, you say? You're not going eight or nine. Would you, know? you say Mate, I, seven? You'd you know, say seven. I'd I'd say it, it'd be yeah, five, uh, half maybe. Maybe. It's pretty. Do, so, do, do you owe a little bit to Jack Darling? Do you think? You know, I, I mean, you've, you've had a lot of fame and a lot of you know a, a lot of opportunities because of this kick that you've had. And without Jack Darling, I will explain this. Jack Darling, marking the goal square, puts it down. He kicks that goal. We win by eleven points or t- ten points, and he, and, and it's hey, no lo- so he he has a completely open mark, no one around square. him, yep. no pressure whatsoever, and he drops it. He does, and so he fumbles marks that. It, he fumbles it, and then it goes for a point, right? Yeah, it goes for a point. Yep. If he kicks that goal, we win by ten points. Dom Sheet doesn't kick the goal to win the grand final, and yep. and it's just a good win to West Coast. Mm. So, have you thanked Jack Darling? I'm probably the only one who post grand final bought him a beer. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Because I had a lot coming my way, I couldn't hold all the beers. I had to, I had to give them off, you know. Because oh, we're going to get to that. <laughs> we're going to get to that. So you've that you've thanked Jack. Yes, good. good. Yes, I and think you, he actually come Willie up and said for, that he, you for blocking him. for you. And yeah, I, I've thanked everyone. Brett Rosebery, I've thanked Scotty. Bye, Brett Rosebery. Now <laughs> I feel just before you go on, I feel guilty because everyone talks about that last kick of the grand final, but like people don't realize we, we train start preseason in November. There's a lot to make a footy club click and get to that point. So to say that that um, won the game, I think is not fair because um, there's so much work and the staff and admin, everyone to get to that point. Um, this sounds like media you, training, you know, but it's just like, <laughs> I, I do feel, no. I do feel guilty. There's so much work as yeah. you know, that goes into, well, I've there. got, I've got some questions to ask about that, but just, just the kick final one. Um, we spoke to Tom Hawkins, who's kicked goals after the siren. He's, he's, he's yep. won games after the siren and he spoke about the noise of the crowd. Yeah. Do you, do you remember the noise? Like dead, do you, dead, the dead, dead, the, the noise, it was like a, it was, it was, it was almost eerie because, you know, the whole game you'd heard cheers and you'd heard, you know, everything the whole game. And then I marked it. I almost think everyone sort of almost held their breath, like, what's going to happen? So it wasn't, it wasn't, to me, it wasn't noisy. The only thing I could hear so clearly was the fans over, the Collingwood fans over my back right shoulder, which were like 20 of them about a metre away from me. They were just saying horrible things, like <laughs> you, you know, just things you don't want to. You you just don't, you know. It's just PG rated this show, obviously. No, no um, it's not no, actually. We can no. swear. You can do what you want. <laughs> you know, just spray me, saying I'm no good, and you know, obviously, receiving hairline, putting or? a bit of, putting uh, a, yeah, yeah, putting a bit of mayo on everything. So that's the only thing I could hear very clearly. Other than that, it was like it was silent. Yeah. Mm. What about when it goes through? What's the sound? The like? whole crowd. Yeah. The like, whole the whole crowd. What what is erupted. it? What's the sound like, mate? It's it? just like this. It's obviously like this roar. You can't actually hear anything. You just all of a sudden are just like you're just like deaf instantly because of like how loud it is. I was I was shocked at how loud our fans were on Grand Final Day. They were as loud as the Collingwood fans, and I reckon we're outnumbered sixty forty. Yeah, their way least, in terms least, of fans. Like that's probably massive. That's generous. Like it, it could have been 70-30. 70-30 or something. I was, I was very surprised at how loud they were. Is that why when you kick it, you turn around in the crowd? Because you say like you could mm. 
you could you could you could hear the you could hear them the jeering. Do you I think, think like subconsciously you're like yes, take maybe that maybe subconsciously, boys. but I think the adrenaline in the moment sort of just got the better of me, and uh, you know I'm not usually celebrate. I don't usually celebrate goals. I usually. But that moment with all the emotions and everything just... um, No big deal. (laughs) It just got the better of me, yeah. Just to go ahead in the grand final. (laughs) Might just celebrate this one. Now, have you thought about what your life, your career, your persona, Dom Sheeb would be if you missed that goal and we lose the grand final? Does that ever cross your mind? Completely different. Completely different, yep. Yeah, I think think doing that, it gave me um, a lot of opportunities to... um, do do other things and I think above all I think it gave me a lot of confidence in what I did going forward whether it was football or off field or just talking to people it just gave me it just gave me more confidence for some reason um well you were in and out of the team so you came yeah. into that final series without confidence really you would have been doubting yeah. yourself what you were yeah, doing exactly and it's amazing how like one moment can um can change a lot of your life you know if I was sitting here you know, without a premiership, now it's a completely... We'd still be interviewing you. We're, yeah, but would you? Oh, absolutely yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah. no, we'll be saying, you should have played on, you should have played on, you should have ran for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, that is a um, great moment that I think, right place at the right time, one of those things, yeah. eh? I um, I was sort of thinking about, like, I know you've been, like, everyone wants to talk about that, and so I, that was one question I thought I'd, maybe you don't get that much, is like, what happens if you miss? Yeah. But like, another one... I was watching the game and I see you kick the goal and you celebrate. They say you don't celebrate. You're in the last centre bounce. You were. It was yourself, uh, Willie Rioli. Yep. And, and Elliot Yo. Uh, Elliot Yo, maybe. Or yeah. Shuey. No, yeah, Shuey. But, um, so, so what happens is, right? I've, I've watched it. Doesn't Yo kick it forward straight off? No, nah, that's at the end of the game. So in this stoppage, it was kind of a bit of a ragtag bunch in there because. But, Remember, he's meant to be off the ground. So yeah, so, I didn't go off. So, obviously, so, yeah, no. did you end up? You didn't go off at all. I didn't go off. I think the moment got the better of me. I forgot. <laughs> so he's kicked the goal before that goal. Get off, and that means get off. And then if you if in a normal game, if you have a shot at goal and you kick it, get off. Yeah. So he still hasn't gone off. I've seen the footage. Um, Vardy's in the ruck. Yeah. And you you're late to get to the stop, to the center bounce. You're late. You may have still been in the crowd. Still celebrating. Maybe just get yeah. your focus back yeah. in. There's a minute to go in the grand final. And you are absolutely <laughs> tonguing it. Yeah. You know when you have a wrestle with a mate and you do something that you're not used to? You know, like playing footy, is a, it's an elite environment. It's a hard thing. It's a physical game. It's a contest. But you don't expect to celebrate and have that adrenaline rush. So mm. I've seen the footage and Sheeta can't even speak. He can't breathe. <laughs> He's so late getting there that he eventually like... Shady gets this big Yeti walk when he gets tired. He does this like he gets all sloppy. Hunch hunch back, sloppies, knees, no knee lift. He doesn't look like an athlete. He comes strolling into this center bounce, the most important center bounce of his career. And the boys have been there clearly for 20 20 or 30 seconds. And Shady just walks in and goes, hey, 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 where are we hitting it? Where are we hitting it? And then just walks to the back of the stoppage. Absolutely irrelevant. Were you gassed after that celebra- celebration? I, I was, uh, yeah, I was absolutely gassed. But this is the thing. We had such a clear plan with Vardy's ruck work that year that I, it was like you didn't even need to talk to him to know where it was going and what your role was in that centre bound. So, you know, you're up by a couple um, couple points, a minute to go. We go to a defensive triangle setup in the centre bounce. That's just what that's just what we do. Don't let them come out the front. If they're going to win it, we can pressure them. They go wide. That's what the backs want. So, 
um, before I even went into that centre bounce, I was running in. It's defensive triangle, and everyone knows that. We know what Bardsy's going to do. He's going to hit at the same side as Grundy. If you talk so, about reviews and feedback, this is what we're reviewing. With yep. a minute and a half to go in the last se- last game of the season, win or loss, do you remember everything we've worked on the entire season with defensive triangle? Is the is the midfielders in the right spot? Are the wingers at the back of the square where they're meant to be? Are the half forwards in the right position? Is the back line set up in the correct way? Have we communicated with the forward line that there is a forward coming to the wing and the wingers going back and we're going to have seven men because there's a minute to go and we're in front by under a goal and we're going to red time. Yeah, That's what a review is about. Yep. And if you don't do that, it's like, well, what the fuck are we doing? Why, why are we even playing? Like, why have we done this? Why have we put all the work in? Yes, we've won the premiership, but yep. if you don't review it and say, hey, well done. And, yep. on, and on reflection, I think we actually nailed it. I think we did well. We won that clearance, yes. We did. Yeah. Josh Kennedy, the same Josh Kennedy just got. yeah, Josh Kennedy, you know, got outside of fifty, didn't really know what he was doing. He was sort of meant to, you know, just mark it and slow it down. He's playing on and trying to snap around his body. And There's one snap I've never seen him kick well. That one, <sighs> Josh Kennedy. Um, okay, so we win the game, fantastic. And um, we spoke about your media. You know what happens next? Well, I mean, I we speak about your media credentials. You grow up. You're a raw. Individual. I mean, you're in your fifth year now, Dom. We understand this is in 2018. You're in your fifth year. And now, at, in your ninth, in your seventh year or eighth year, what you are now, I put you in the top three media performers. That's but impressive. I tell you what, after the grand final, after winning the game with a kick and you get a microphone and camera in front of your face, it's one of the worst performances <laughs> I've ever seen can, in media. Can It was terrible. And I don't, I don't watch it because I, I cringe at it. But can you imagine, Scoey, 30 seconds after we just won the grand final? Imagine if they I think they I went probably can. I think I probably can because I was, it, okay, was there. But no, imagine... If they put a microphone in front of your face 30 seconds after you've won a grand final, do you want to be there? How how excited are you? Do you, do you I, and I see a lot of people, I watch every grand final speech afterwards and I don't know how people handle themselves so oh, well. Look, I'm going to do the next best thing. I'm going to show you how you reacted. I just want to hear your reaction, mate. What do you think about I this? Just, Hang on. Here we go. I just don't want to... <laughs> We proved them all Mate, wrong. Yeah, there we get up and then. What are you doing a, with your hair? You know, the I, first time I've watched that. I do, <laughs> I, and I'm I'm am sw- sweating. I don't I don't like it. I do like that you just you like resorted back to just cliche. Like he doesn't know where to put his hands. He can't hear. You're gassed. You're absolutely gassed as well. You're and so, I just you, don't want to be look, there. Look, it's look at an out of body experience. You, yeah, it's it's it's. it's like, it's like you don't actually know you're even there. It's you're speaking, but your body's not there, and your hands are. You're doing some sort of dance with your mate, hands. It's one of the worst performances I've ever seen in the media, mate. Well, look, lucky you kicked the goal. As, I'll tell as you, you will, yeah. Um, Whatever. Very good. You're close to winning the Norm Smith that day. Uh, third, 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 the Norm. There, third. There you go. Should yeah. You've got more votes. I should have got less. I think. I, I think if I didn't kick that goal, I wouldn't have even been in the votes. Yeah. Um, I've never seen Luke Shuey. I've never seen such a dominant grand final performance. Apart from Christian Petraka this year, um, Luke Shuey easily best on ground. Um, I wouldn't have if I 
yeah, I, I was. I think I was lucky. I think that kick definitely helped me in the votes because every other every other touch, mate, was slamming on the boot and get it forward. I had this a bit later on, but do you look back at one moment in your career kicking that goal and think, um, how, how do you feel about that moment in reflection of Dom Sheet as a person and as a player? Because in your own right. You've been a very good player for West Coast. You've done a lot of great things. Uh, and as a person, likewise, you're a good man. You've got a life outside of footy. You've got business. But reality is a lot of people will only remember you for that moment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of people will only remember me for that moment. And, you know, it was a pretty good moment, so that's fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah, at least but it was like, a bad moment. You know, I'm pretty proud of what I've, like... I'm a country kid from Kalgoorlie. I've done my whole town extremely proud. I got to take the cut back there. I've developed into this um, man, which I'm, you know, I'm. I think I'm proud of who I am today, and I'm true to myself. And you know, I've I've worked on myself, and what I do on the footy field these days doesn't actually, it it, it doesn't it doesn't matter because I I know what I believe in. I know. Um, I want to have good relationships with my mates. I want to be somebody that people want to be around. And, you know, I want to be a good family man and all of these things. So as much as that moment did actually impact steering me in the right direction, um, you know, I'm not going to – that's not the be all and end all, obviously. Would you ever – I mean, would you ever rather uh, uh, Willie Rioli gets a free kick and he kicks the goal and we just win a premiership and and you're not that guy? Do you ever think that, or is it you, um, you, you're content with you being? No, I, I'm I, I'm happy with that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, it was an unbelievable moment, which every kid obviously dreams of doing and kicking that goal. So why why wouldn't you want to do that? I mean, there, there were times there where it got got hard to deal with, and sometimes it's still hard to deal with because I I, I Get that sense of guilt sometimes, and people always say it was all me. It was, it wasn't, you know. Yeah, and scoey. I get that. It was like, it was scoey. It's so right. I don't, I don't it's treat you like that. Quite hard to navigate, and then just also on the grand final of going through like such a high of being winning a grand final. It lasts for months, and you know, months and months. Some longer than others, and you go through such a high, and at some point, something has to give. Right, you, you you can't sit on this high forever. So you then you, you you drop down, and it's how you deal with that, and always keep a balanced um, a balanced level about you. So when things do go really well, you're not up here, and when things go really bad, you're not down here. You can always be that person that just sort of flutters in the middle, whether things go well or or not. So, and I think post grand final, I probably struggled a little bit with coming off that high I just wanted it again and you know you're never gonna get that feeling again which um which sucks but we can win another flag so that's what I'm holding my hat on do do you respect other teams that have gone back to back or won three premierships in a row or Richmond who's done three and four years yeah mate given given how you felt about that absolutely extremely jealous of them who who've done it and like credit to the way they've held themselves together and been able to achieve that like that's that's as hard as it gets Three Pete, like as a, as a fan, I feel like um, so the, the the basketball team I support the Dallas Mavericks they won in twenty eleven, and I still feel like that's recent enough for me to hold on to like that I can be proud of that. Yeah, as a player, so winning in twenty eighteen, is there a point where that becomes irrelevant? Then where you are like, okay, it's time to win again. I mean, I mean we 
yeah, I mean, we obviously tried going back to back. It didn't didn't go our way, and it was an extremely difficult year to. And we we had the team to win again, and we knew we wanted to win. We just got found out. I think the competition just um, knew how to beat us. We weren't playing at our best. Every game that we played. Um, the opposition were coming up against the Premiers. So they were going, this is our game that defines how we're going to go this year. It's the Premiers. What better opportunity to get up and play well against this mob? So teams would essentially come a little bit harder. At you, and we didn't back. handle that very well. So, you know, you always want to win every single game that you play. Reality is um, you're just not. So how long till the next West Coast flag before it's like you can rely on 2018 as being like, you know, you can sort of, rest on those laurels of 2018 in terms of like game plan and well just of success of feeling like our club is successful we we won in 2018 okay let's give us a that gives us a bit of breathing room like do you need to win like how how soon now do you need to win before 2018 becomes irrelevant well this year yeah yeah i mean like as, as bloody as soon as we can because before we know it there'll be no 2018 players left so I think we've already lost maybe five or six that have had that feeling um you know in another couple years we'll lose another eight or nine um so yeah as soon as we can but as a player if you've played in a grand final you've won a grand final you know exactly what it takes but unless you've been there you you don't you, you don't really know how it feels and how to handle it and stuff like that so while we've got a lot of 2018 players still playing, then, um, you know, now's going to be our chance. I know you're a current player, Dom. Um, I know you'd be surprised at me knowing that. But, yeah, we could ask you about your injury crisis at West Coast right now. Jack Darling coming back to the club. But it's not really how we do things at Backchat, Dan. I'm not really going to waste our time with that. I've been actually more enthralled it's with everywhere. this everywhere. Yeah, correct. If you want to go somewhere else and find that, go for it. A couple of stories to finish off before we get to social media. Sure. Powered by a new sponsor, Dan. Mm. Cameo. Oh, you've, you've revealed it? Okay, great. I was just going to tease it, but that's fine. Um, I've got, I got two, two stories to ask you about. So you, um, you kicked the goal we've spoken about. You're from Kalgoorlie. The city asks you back for a special ceremony. What, what, did, the, what did Kalgoorlie do for yeah. you? I, I think that was one of the most um, memorable parts of winning a flag. Well, my favourite part of winning the flag um, instead of... In, like in terms of celebrations and there's beers um, and there's nightclubs yeah. and whatever you want to do. Yeah, um, I went back to Calgary. I took the Premiership Cup back to my hometown. The real one, the real Premiership Cup. Um, we back know to that my there's home. two. We know there's two. Do ya? Yes. We okay. Do. Um, as as far as it was locked in a box the whole time, so I think it was a real one. Um, how much would one of those go for on the black market? Side note, <laughs> no side note. Sam? Honestly, if you had a Premiership Cup, somebody would pay good money for that. A mil, Sam. Sam, do you know? Do, no, do, do you know what? With yeah, I mean, I know, I know you're invested in the black market over there. You're driving a Tesla <laughs> around. Tesla driver, I've doubled. Don't mean, what, yeah, I've doubled. What, what what are we talking for a Premiership Cup over on in the that, dark web? Like the real one. Let me have a look, but honestly, <laughs> honestly let me have a guess. I, I reckon, well, first of all, I reckon one's ever ended up no. on the black market. No. I reckon about 400 grand. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm Somebody just, that's, a, a, that's a guess, but but first of all, I didn't even know there was two. Oh, you didn't know? No. The real one gets kept at AFL House, I think. Is that correct? I don't know if well, it's... So even net- West Coast don't own the real one. Well, it's... I don't. I don't know. I got told one. Got there, there is the two. AFL house. There is two. Yeah. Right. 
And so the pictures you see of everyone, oh, look at me holding the cup, that's not the real yeah, the, one. They the, don't the, let, they the don't let, they don't let anyone else touch that cup. The yeah. people at 6PR aren't holding the real. That's correct. Why did you say 6PR there? That's where yeah. you work. Yeah, that's right. Now, uh, what did I ask you? Oh, going Kalgoorlie. back to, going back to yes. Kalgoorlie. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was my favourite moment of um, the whole, like, post-grand final celebrations. I went there. They had the big, um, they call it the St. Paddy's Parade or something like that, where on the main street they have this one festival day where, um, this one festival day where everybody goes along the streets, they barricade it off, all the kids are out, they drive the big dump trucks down the main street of Kalgoorlie and, um, you know, it's sort of festive season, Santa comes on the back of the dump truck and there's heaps of machinery and everything that, it's just a big parade that goes on for an hour or so, so... I was um, very lucky enough to take the cup back to Kalgoorlie and I was on the back of the uh, Hilux down the main street of Kalgoorlie and every like you have thousands and thousands of people um, lined there. up. Yeah, everyone who lives there. You go there just because, you know, why not? you got nothing else to do. Why not? Dom Shee's there. Um, no, it's and I took the cup. So Jamie Graham and I sat on the back of a Hilux and um, held up the cup and throughout Kalgoorlie and the parade and... Um, you know, it was unbelievable, like, the amount of support that I got when I went back home and I realised um, how proud I'd made our fans and got to the end of the parade, the main stage, and um, John Bowler... Um, mayor? Yeah, the mayor of Kalgoorlie uh, presented me with the key to Kalgoorlie, the key the key to the city, so... Which is, like, a, like it's a big deal, like... Um, Huge. Last person to get it was Dean Kemp in 1992. That That's how... That's how um, long ago, and he won the Norm Smith that day. So Dean Kemp, when he got that, um, and he was a fellow Kagawili product. So they give you a key. I got a framed up key. It's about this big, and it's made out of the old railway line um, in Kagawili. That's sick. What do you what what, what is it? Did you get anything else or you just no no? You get a list of things you could with that key. You you can do things in the city that nobody else can. <laughs> Like what? Well, this this was I dates love back. You don't, I love you. The, don't know what the answers to this is. The the this dates back to the eighteen hundreds. Um, this giving the key to the city, and they haven't changed the rules since. So it's very <laughs> old okay. school. Her giving the rules, and um, can you imagine what was going on back in the eighteen hundreds in Kalgoorlie? <laughs> I'm allowed to, I, the gold I'm, rush, mate. You know, I'm allowed to um, piss wherever I want in that town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to take my goat wherever I want in the whole town. That that so just a list of these silly rules. I'm allowed to take <laughs> my goat wherever I like. And um, you know, I'm essentially um those thirty rules, I'm essentially above the law when it comes to um Does this doing last that forever? Stuff. Yeah, you, you can't get it taken off you. Once you've got it, you've got it. So there's only you know, there's Have there's you got a list of these rules? I don't. I don't have a list on me. I can get them, and I've been meaning to chase them up properly because I want to. I want to sticky tape it to We're the back of my key. A list of those. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be my. So goal. you can go to Kalgoorlie and just take a leak wherever you want. Not well, that you would because you're not that like, sort of guy. Uh, but well, am I? Like, I if, right. if you get a few beers into me, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> while while holding his goat, yeah. he can just walk into a room and stuff. Nah, like there obviously things you're not gonna do, but it's just like you know. That's Slimey. exceptional. Yeah. That is exceptional. Um, okay, that's enough about that. Go to that. Super Pit, throw whatever you want in there. Do, yeah, like <laughs> just 
you can't no such thing as littering. I'm not sure they were the rules back then anyway. <laughs> I need to, I need to get a hold of these thirty rules. Um this is the last question and then when you get to social media, powered by Cameo for this year, as Dan has so eloquently we don't beat around the bush here. It's Cameo, oh, no, no, no. it's awesome. We're going to talk about it more. Let's go. <laughs> you, you're, you're, we've heard you're a cricket fan. You're, yep. you're, a, you're a cricket guy. You, yep. you, you watch you watch cricket? Yeah, I, I do watch a bit of it. Yeah, like local teams? You're yeah, uh, fan of local teams? Yeah, yeah I, I like the 2020. I've been, like Scorchers? Scorchers. I'll go to the few Scorchers games and I was, yeah, followed them pretty heavily. Any favourite players? <laughs> you got any favourite players? You know who plays for the Scorchers? You've spoken to my wife. Who's, you? who's your favourite player? Who's, who's, your, no, who's your favourite player? Who's your favourite player? AJ Ty. AJ Ty. He's right. my favourite player. Right. Obviously. So in the summer of 2019, I believe, you, you were really getting right into the Scorchers and the 2020, as you've just oh, said without prompting, and you didn't know where I was going with this. But you love the 2020. You love the Scorchers. I think that year they were going for a three-peat right. or something like that. Like they were very, su- very successful. I mean, I mean, it's, it's a fun a- evening. Yeah, that's game. it. It's a bit, it's a great game. You know, West Coast yeah. won the premiership. Scorchers are on fire. Sheed wow. twenty twenty scorchers. AJ Tyre is his man. Your favourite player. My favourite player. I think he was like the best twenty twenty bowler in the world at this point. Like remember he had the change ups. This he had, rare he had like eleven different bowls he could bowl. He yeah. went for like yeah. a million in the IPL and he was he the best twenty twenty bowler. Rep the chain. Yeah. 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 Rep the chain and yeah, no, he 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 was a man. So pretty so, recognizable. Yeah, you would have thought. So you get into that, you know, that scene. You're loving the 2020, the scorches. You dumb sheet. You got the key to yeah. Christmas Eve. You go to a party. You just think it's gonna be normal people there. You're standing around chatting, and you bump into a bloke, and you're chatting away, and he tells you, like everyone else has been doing for the last four months. Hey, mate, big fan. Well done on winning the grand final for West Coast. Other than Scoey, of course, but um, you know, congratulations. And the fans back at home cheering you on. <laughs> congratulations on your game. And you say, no worries, mate. Thanks so much. Appreciate that. What's your name? Oh, my name's um, Andrew. Uh, oh, hi, Andrew. What do you do for a job? Uh, I play. He's giving you. I play cricket. And you say, oh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, good job, mate. Well done, buddy. I hope the cricket's going well for you. You're a batter or a bowler. So I'm a bowler. And you go, yeah, no worries, mate. All, right, all the best. You have a great night. And you walk <laughs> off. You completely ignore Andrew. Do you know who Andrew in this is in this story, Dan? Do you know who Andrew is? What do you think AJ stands for in AJ Tyre? Andrew James. I, I, don't, I don't know the J. I don't know either. But AJ <laughs> Tyre, your idol in the cricketing world, you've met him and you have completely stonewalled him. <laughs> Firstly, he looks completely different off the cricket beach. <laughs> oh, no, like, please. And yeah, we went, it was Christmas Eve, we went to a family friend's house for some, um, for some drinks and... Um, so it wasn't yeah, a house party? Yeah, and there was this bloke who was like working the room really well. Like I was like, geez, he has a good vibe about him good aura like knows how to talk to people nice chain. yeah i was like yeah fuck. <laughs> he's come up and come and spoke to me and g'day dom how are you mate like um you know like fuck, what you did grand final like mate like how, how good was that like had this like completely normal conversation and i had no idea who this bloke was because he looks so different he's my favorite cricket player but he looks so different <laughs> he wasn't wearing a cricket helmet so, oh what do you do with yourself he goes oh mate i just um I just play a little bit of cricket, eh? Like, um, nothing major, just play a bit of cricket. Meanwhile, I just fetched a million Humble. in the IPL. Who's <laughs> your favourite player? Way better, way better. And he's your favourite yeah. player. And um, anyway, I go, he goes, I just play a bit of cricket. Oh, do you bat, do you bat or bowl, mate? Like, 
Oh, um, I bowl. I bowl. Who do you play for? I, I play for I play for Scarborough down there. Like. Did he? Did and he? I was so like, he's, oh yeah, sweet. He's, what a he's down like, like, mate, He's Andrew, most, so. one of the most humble blokes you'll ever meet, and he and you've like he nothing. just doesn't change. And there, it wasn't like when I when I said looking back on it, I walked away from that conversation and <laughs> um. I go, oh, who's that bloke over there to Brooke's brother? And Callum goes, no, sorry, Callum was part of this conversation, massive cricket head, Brooke's brother, and part of the conversation with me. And AJ's going, yeah, anyway, nice to meet you, enjoy, I'll have a drink with you and whatnot. Oh, so he's left and acknowledged And Callum's gone, you know who that was, eh? (laughs) You're taking piss. And I go, no, what do you mean, mate? (laughs) And he goes... That was AJ Ty. And I'm like, <laughs> I could not, I could, I was beside myself. I like, I left, I left. You, you would I have left mess, the party. You, you messaged him or hit him on Insta straight away, I'm sure. I hit him on Insta. I said, mate, like, I obviously gave myself a few days to cool down and whatever. <laughs> left. He left me on red. He read it, left me on red. And then. For how um, long? Now, months. Months. Oh, and then. I've heard years. Brooke. I've heard yeah, years. Yeah, years. And anyway. and <laughs> Two years. Two years, years. Red, red for two years. And I'm like, you know what? I probably deserve that. That's like, that's fine. I deserve that. And then anyway, through um, his wife, Bonnie, and um, my wife knows her as well, um, Brooke goes, I messed in Bonnie. I go, yeah, tell Bonnie to get her husband to reply to me on Instagram. I'm still <laughs> cut. Like, I still have like, you, know, you get anxiety over certain things and certain moments you, in your life. You've got so it in real absolutely. life, though. You literally... Yeah. <laughs> And anyway, um, I got this video back from Bonnie and um, it was AJ like hands on head, like couldn't believe he didn't realise he had left me on red. So it was like from him, it was like apologies for leaving you on red, all of this. And since then, um, we've gone, um, last month we went out, had dinner with him, had a nice dinner in Mount Mount Hawthorne. So now we're mates and um, he gives me a few tickets, I'll give him a few tickets and I'm a big fan and I just watched him win the um, Marsh Cup the other day, bowled very well. I was going to say, have you been giving him a few tips? No, no, but it's just... (laughs) Have you told him your cricket stories? (laughs) You've you've told him your cricket stories? No, because... like him, I'm a very humble man. <laughs> no, I'm not. no, I'm just, no I um, but yeah, no, he's a he's a ripping fellow. He, he did it really well. Well, I'm glad you've been yeah. reunited at last, mate. Very good. Um, all right, time to finish this up. Social media. How we finish with our guest sheet? I know you know about this. You've done back chat back in the day. I know this has turned to a late night for you, but you know what? Bad luck. You've injured yourself. What else are you going to do? What? You, you told me we'd be an hour tops. Yeah. Well. That's oh. how I got no. You're lucky. I've got nowhere to. Be. I've got That's nowhere correct. to be. That's Thanks correct. We me. appreciate it. Thank you. And as you said, you're a humble man, so yep. I appreciate that, Dom. Social media. Very happy to announce. Sponsored by Cameo this year, Dan. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? It's perfect. Yes. Yep. It's awesome because what happens is on Backchat, social media, you get to ask questions of people that we bring on. But with Cameo, you can go and just ask anyone you want. So, about anything. So we're working on a few finer details with the deal, but Cameo is sponsoring social media for Dude. this season. Dom Sheeds over at Cameo. I'm on Cameo. I think I'm going to get on Cameo too. Are you? Yep. What are we What are we talking for a video from Dan Const, do you think? Cameo is basically... How much do you charge for a Cameo? Uh, I think $75. Yeah. So I think it's, I'll probably it's, go. it's a personalised video from a celebrity, you know, a high sports star, guy who's won a grand final. Maybe AJ Ty's probably over there as well. He would be. What are you going to charge? I reckon 75 is probably on par. Cents? 
<laughs> no, I reckon I'll go. I'll go with ten bucker. Well, why don't you and I have a little bit of a comp? Okay. Who, who gets who gets the most the shout most outs. income? Yeah, maybe we just have some little. Out- no, not income. No, not income. Just the most videos. Yeah, I think I think I think people we need have to. It has to be the same amount though. People need to get around Dan Const on Cameo. Happy with that? I could give you uh, hello, Braden. Dan here from Backchat. Happy birthday, mate. Heard you had a great year. Well done. You could do it with a fillet of fish in your hand. You say. If you had a competition, had he a would create burner accounts and pay himself money <laughs> just to get the volume through. So that is something you do, clearly, Mr. King Zappo. Okay, <laughs> here we Zappo. go. Okay, okay. You, you got your phone? You want to read them off here? You're good? No, no I've got my phone here. All right, ready good. To go. All right, Philip White. We, we, oh, sorry, Philip underscore White, double underscore. We <clears> love <throat> Philip White. He's a good man. Good value. A uh, not footy related question, as I'm sure you've you've had every question about the 2018 Grand Final. I mean, we've peppered you with them. Um, I've got a neighbour who's been stealing my sprinkler heads. I've got them on CCTV. It's clear who's doing it. Should I call the cops or use a or use a glue to secure the sprinkler heads on from now on? Uh, and it's not the gnomes and furry neighbour. So Philip White had a... He's had a few incidents He's had a few incidents with his neighbours and, and lawns. Okay, so it's not the same neighbour. So someone's stealing his sprinkler heads. Yeah. Should he go to the cops or should he just glue them on and, you know, suck the neighbour? I, I think sprinkler heads, they're, well, they're 10 bucks or something each, but it's not so much the money, it's the inconvenience of having to go and buy them again. I, I, think you, I think you just glue them on. Glue them on. Okay. E- e- easy fix. Um, put, put a few cameras up. So... On his thing, when you talk about stealing that, I've got this front verge, which the, um, which my lawn, my nice lawn is out the front, and it's cross road from the school and that. And there's always like once a week, there is the what you do is when you walk your dog, you bring dog bags, so you pick up the dog poo. Once a week, there is this one dog poo on my lawn, and it's coming from the same dog. I was thinking of putting up a camera. Yeah, do it. I could, do I or do I go to, straight to the cops? <laughs> I reckon you go to the cops. This, this, <laughs> Get him arrested. This is actually quite relevant to back chat. So D- Dan was walking his dog in the park one day. Oh boy. Dog's done yeah. a shit. Adam Simpson has picked his dog shit up. <laughs> no. Okay. Is that what happened? No. So what happened was I thought that would happen. I was at a park with Adam Simpson. We weren't there together. We didn't text each other and say, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. bring your dog down. We don't know each other. <laughs> um, my dog is playing with his dog. His dog does a shit. And then I walk over and I am panic because I don't want Adam Simpson to think that I'm irresponsible for my dog. Yeah. And I've left poo on the floor. Yep. So it's his dog shit. So it's Adam Simpson's dog. Does that yep. surprise you? No. That he's, he, he's, that he's not carrying dog bags with him or yep. he's yeah. an irresponsible dog owner. So we're, we are now no. a metre apart from, from each other. Both our dogs are there and there's a poo on the floor. And I'm thinking, I don't want Adam Simpson to think that I've left my dog's poo on the floor. So I pick it up. Okay. You picked Simo's dog shit up. Sorry, yeah, I messed wow. that story up. Wow. Yes. Wow. So I so picked his picked up. up Simo's. Did he see that you picked it up? Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. He... I didn't want him to think that it was my dog that did it. But did he know that it was his dog? No, he wasn't paying attention. He was, he was Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Sorry, anyways. Like some, sometimes when um, you see dogs do a poo, the owners sort of like pretend to be on the phone. And yeah, oh, sorry, away, mate. I didn't or, see it. Yeah. You know. That could have been hey, him. That, that would have been him. Can I have sure. a quick story about... Adam Simpson's dog. So <laughs> there we go. Here we go. Sorry. So West Leadable. He used to live in West Leadable. Yeah, yeah. Take my dog up to the dog park, and there was always this weird dog there. Kelpie. Just, just by itself, like literally by itself, <laughs> always. Yeah. And I'd always be like, oh, okay, is that dog again coming up to my dog? You know, hanging out. I'm like, this is pretty weird. Like, <laughs> whose fucking dog is this? <laughs> 
And then someone came up to me one day. I was like, you know, I'm like, that's a that's Adam Simpson's dog. And I was like, what? Where's Simo? Dude, dog takes itself to the park. Yeah, dog <laughs> takes his house backs to up to that park. Yeah. So his dog used to just like roll through, just like hang out, do its thing, go back home for a bit, come back out again. Stevie is an absolute nutcase. It's Stevie. Stevie. It is. Stevie. That's right. Stevie. Because yeah. he used to bring. We, does he still bring Stevie to training and just let it? Like we'd be training, we'd be in a match sim, and Stevie be running around the ground. <laughs> not at lap play. No. Nah, he's not done it there. Before. But he, he's he's, he's brought his dog to some very questionable things, and not a lot of not a lot of responsibility about it. But now I think now he's got he's got four dogs now. Oh he's got four dogs or something <clears> like that. City right. of city of um, uh, what's it called, Vincent? Not sure there. Dill, Dill, no, Dill one seven seven. In WA, have you had to buy a beer since two thousand and eighteen? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've plenty. We, I didn't realize this whole um, after the grand final of drinking beers. Um, I shouldn't have to pay for another beer. It was until sort of a day, a day or two post, and um, I Not thought, I thought, well. It felt long. <laughs> Day of buying beers. Yeah. Come on, man. Um, yeah, and yeah, I thought, well, you know what? I think this, um, I'm going to ride this out. I'm just going to see how long I can go without buying a beer. And we're about four days into our celebration and I haven't pulled out my wallet. And we're at the pub and um, you can probably guess who did this. And I've. it was clearly my round. And I was just obviously not getting up. And it's the boys. <laughs> I was not getting up because I want to see how long I could go. And uh, no, nah, no, nah, what am I? Do I have to buy a beer? Like, thought I wasn't buying beers. Like, what's the go, boys? One bloke stands on the table and hurls abuse at me. And goes, You've been taking the piss out of this. It is your turn. You missed five ready. No, master number seven. So <laughs> it lasted about three days, four days, and um. You know, I still occasionally get the odd person just walk up to me with a beer. It's quite weird. And it's really? actually nice. You go so far along, um, people still come up and give you a beer or whatever. No it's, roofies? No, nah, well, you know, I just, I just trust that they're good people who are giving me these beers. I'll sort of look at them and weigh up. I'll suss their character a little bit. Uh, we're we're going to put a fan, a little fan poll out, Sheet. I'm going to read this one. Dan, Joss.Colvin says, mm. to the closest $100, what 1, value... 000. You're such a dumbass, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for a reason. So the closest one hundred dollars. Right. What value of beverages do you estimate have been purchased for you and offered to you? Combined total. So we're going to do a listener poll. Closest one hundred dollars. Combined total of offered to you and actually consumed by you. Yeah. What do you? What What is that amount? Now, when you're doing a fan poll, it's just a, um. Social. That would be. It'd just be a social media. Have a guess how much beers have been. Purchase for me, um, and we're just talking exactly ra- that ra- circumstance. Random people exactly that coming up and giving you a drink. Yep. All right, well, you said people people still do it and buy your drink. Yeah, let's call. Oregon is probably probably thirty times. So three hundred. What? How is much that is, is that? Is that, yeah. is that under? But like, yeah, that was that, unders. Do you reckon that's unders? 30. Thir- no. You would have had more than 30 beers bought. But, like, I'm sh- as you think about it, I don't... In the first week. But, like, I, I'm, I'm not... Like, a lot of the things that we did, you went to not buying beers and not... Yeah, that's a good point. But, but it wouldn't be more than 50. It no. wouldn't be more than 50. That's good. People yeah. aren't going to guess that. So people, I'm not going people to... People are going to think there's a thousand people. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to a pub and people are just giving me 
beers. Good. Good. You know? As they should. At the same time. Yeah, as they should. Like, I don't but think I would ever do it. Like, how many people are actually doing it? Like, doing the buying the beer? Like, yeah, you, I don't you know. should, I, probably everyone wants to do it, but the actual people that actually go, I'm going to go and actually. Would well, you, Sam, Sammy, would you buy Shader a beer if you were out and you saw him out or not? You'd be honest. If I saw him out, would I go up to him to buy him a beer? Yeah. No. Yeah, no, <laughs> you wouldn't. And yeah. it's kind of weird. Well, exactly, but the people who do it, like you, you get the tap on the shoulder, and it's, uh, um, oh, hey, mate, like we haven't met before, but like just I just bought you a beer here, mate. Here's a beer. Like, thanks for what you did in eighteen, and you know, you sort of like, you're like, good on you for having the confidence to be able yeah, to do that. And then I'll end up like staying and having a chat with them and a beer, and it's actually like. Because it probably takes some people, like, an effort to be like, should I do it, you know? And it's like, when they do it, it's like, yeah, they're yeah, cool, man. That. Like, I'll write that. So, but in terms of, like, within that first week of the grand final, like, that, that's a hard one because you just, you're just you going out, you're drinking a lot. Uh, like, at the nightclub, you'd line up at the bar and somebody will buy you five of them or something like that. Like, what do you want? And you take five. But in terms of, like, since yep. that initial thing of that happening... It's like it doesn't happen. Uh, I'd, I'd get you a hard three point five or something. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a, a couple of good ones coming up here, Shida, and then we'll get you out of here. Uh, these as wept beekeeper. I can't even see. Could that. be Teresa. Yeah, it's Teresa. Teresa wept beekeeper. Uh, would you rather only eat fillet of fish every day for the rest of your life, <laughs> or miss the goal uh, to win the 2018 grand final? <laughs> so every day you eat fillet of fish burgers. Yeah. So luck, but I have living to miss the goal. Yeah. Oh no! Or, sorry. Or, or oh, I'm assuming this person's so a fan of fillet of fish. Is that what yeah. You're saying? So or I'd easily just say um, I'd rather kick the goal and not have a fillet of fish. Yeah, that's a, that's an easy question. No, I think it's kick the goal and eat fillet of fish, or never have to eat fillet of fish and not kick the goal. Okay. Because that's a that makes, <laughs> that makes sense. Because fillet of fish is disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make sense. Um. Well, they're, oh, they're, look, I, I'd still, Both I'd rather kick things. the goal. I'd rather, I'd rather kick. So the he'd goal. have to kick the goal, and he has to eat a fillet of fish yep. every day. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. boy, that's a bad. Deal. Um, it's that, only ve- it's very small, which is which is yeah. fine. Yeah, okay, you can have now, one a day. We one were on on Maccas. We were on um, steam bun too. Yes, yeah, steam so bun. So soft beautiful. and fluffy. We were on. Um, I'm in a bit of a footy tipping comp group, and we need to decide what you do with the loser of the footy tipping. So one of the ideas was you needed to go to McDonald's for 24 hours, but every burger you ate took off an hour. So you could eat 24 burgers and not stay there, or you could eat 23 burgers in one hour and leave. We've seen this challenge. This is from the states. I sent it to you. I said we should do this shit. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, so did. that was th- that was thrown up. So, in how many how many Big Macs could you eat in twenty four hours? So, say you ate, you were there for twelve hours. You ate twelve. That's your twenty four hours. Yeah. So it's combined. Okay. I mean, Big Macs. You could probably get a few in, couldn't you? I don't, I don't know. I reckon you could eat. I just thought that was a um that's very great. impressive. So is that happening? Yeah, oh, we think we're going to go through you with get it. Your tips we're, um, right, mate. You know, or I'm assuming they've taken West Coast out of it. So I oh, know it's a private betting competition. Pri- pri- yeah. No, we're not. We're not playing no for money. It. Yeah, just a bit of fun yeah. with friends. A bit of fun with friends. Benassi underscore C. Uh, do you remember me offering to pay for your fuel at Caltex Orong Road store a few weeks after the 2018 Grand Final? <laughs> I think maybe at that time I still probably shouldn't have been driving, <laughs> 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 but um. 
I, I I don't remember that, but I have no doubt if being the person I was um, at that stage of your life w- would have um, taken him up on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, no, I that. don't remember. All right, Raz underscore eight nine four. Uh, what's it like being Carl Barron's illegitimate son? <laughs> <laughs> I get this Carl Barron one a lot. I get it. I get it a lot that I look like him. Well, Whenever people talk about, about it, I mean, who's what's on the? Ha- oh, I mean, there it's we go, getting, Carl Barron. Look, it's not getting better. It's not getting worse. That's just my hairline. This is what I say to Scully Is that's just always been my hairline, but. I do look like Carl Barron, apparently, or they people be like, "Oh, you're the Carl Barron." I'm like, always like, like what, like how funny I am, or like you know, you need to practice your Carl Barron bits. I do, I do. I think somebody put got a photo of me with um, you know, the Carl Barron where it's like head down, sort of looking up at the camera, the famous Carl Barron photo. I tried recreating that the other day. I mean, this is a good one, Dan, to follow up from that. Saxon underscore Saunas. It's the second last one there. Uh, important question: Are you more bald than the Schofield? Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, I'm not. But you are going bald. I mean, you got to accept if, that. If, at this if we had a competition of growing out your hair, I, I would have it. I think I've just still got it's receding, but it's still got the thickness. How's your like, dad? Your I dad looking? Out, how's he looking? Do you think? <laughs> not yeah, not not amazing. Okay, but is, is, there, is there some sort of what? Oh, it's, what's going on? I'm going to fix it. No, you, no, you, son, son. Just a couple of couple of flies and bees made Big going on. Um, Big going on. Yeah, no. See, so Dad's going bald, and and so are you. Yeah, um, that's okay. But we can just well, accept it. That's fine. I'd I, say I don't mind going. I, I don't mind going bald as long this, as you embrace it. I don't you mind embrace it, it and yeah. come home and shave. This may be one of the best social media questions I've seen because I've never seen it. And I think it'll challenge Dom a little bit. I really like it, and I'm not joking. Paul Boney eighty four. I really like it. Okay, top three not skill-based assets to play AFL. Top three not skill-based yeah, so assets. Kicking, yeah, so kicking handballing, marketing are skill-based um, assets. Teamwork, uh, ability to work in a team is uh, we would have to be number one. Mm. Um, you'd need the um, ability to be able to work extremely hard in in footy so that's training so you'd need to know how to push yourself and I definitely think teamwork work hard and you need you'll probably help me out with a third here you reckon competitiveness would be my number that'd be my number one before yeah. anything to be honest yeah you know like anyone I know that I've played with is competitive yeah like they can that's a good one you not like footy you know you can, some guys love watching footy some guys don't some guys do this and that. but if you get them all yep. together everyone wants to win every every single if, successful elite so athlete if you're competitive. competitive that can have has the ability to work extremely hard and you can work in a team environment yeah probably you like probably that? going well competitive yep, yep. Do you like that question? I did. Yeah, good question. Yep. Um, I mean, we've gone through this one. Um, do you ever get embarrassed when people give you all the credit for winning the grand final, even though we all know the credit should go to Will Schofield for the incredible <laughs> run so down you know, the middle? I, that's not. A, I can't see in that. the you final minutes of no, the game that set up the win from Cameron Richette. Him, <laughs> my man. Uh, two to go, and then you're free to leave. Dom Sheed, Sam Feather. Um, have you ever caught a legal size abalone? Sam, Sam Feather. This is th- no. I have no. I haven't. 
No, I haven't. You haven't caught a legal size one. Do you have a license? I've got an abalone license. So you haven't caught a legal size one. No, I, I, I've, no, I've caught a legal size one. No. I, 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 is that have you ever caught Ask an illegal size? If he's ever caught a legal size abalone, yeah, no, I haven't. Sorry, illegal size. No, a legal. A, I thought he said illegal. A legal size. Okay. Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was. I'm. I'm Sorry. hearing you wrong. No, no. I'm, it's I've been a long podcast. It's so you long. only catch legal ones. I'm assuming. Yeah. Now, well, every single year, um, I go down to Esper and so I go abalone, um, sort of diving and Do such. But I, I don't. I don't. I'm not. A, I don't dive. I sort of like go around the shallows because yeah. in, in, down down Esperance Way, it, it, say, it gets a bit uh, yep. bit hairy for me. Um, but yeah, I put a photo on my Instagram of me um, having caught the abalone a couple of years ago, and somebody peppered me on it, saying they're not legal size, like you know. And I Just was like freaking out. I was like, they're, they're, I've, "I've measured them; they're legal." They're in Esperance, when you go abalone diving and fishing, they're like everywhere, so you don't need to catch settle. illegal size. You don't need to settle for right. small ones. Yep. They're they're everywhere. So no, no, I haven't. And that's my mate who sent that in. Who's Very good. I thought it might have been T yeah. double underscore dizzy triple underscore. I believe. Okay, were you a part of the two hundred and fifty person Kalgoorlie Powerball that won sixty three million? No. Do you I'll, know anyone that was? Uh, yeah, I do. I do know a couple. Yeah, yeah. They, they netted like two hundred two fifty each, right? They so they two hundred fifty shared in sixty million. So it was two hundred fifty grand each. Yeah. Yeah, happy with that. Um, and it's not a syndicate, so the um, the lottery store in Kalgoorlie actually advertises it. So apparently, the bigger the ticket you can buy, um, the better chance you are of winning it. So any random person in Kalgoorlie could have walked into that lotto store and bought this hundred dollar ticket that they were selling. Amazing! And, and so they set it and up and it was and open won to two hundred fifty people. This ticket. So <laughs> first two hundred fifty that got in um, got a ticket. One of them, I think, um, his last name is Brennan. That one, some really? and. Um, and Turner, really, Mi- Mitchell Turner's um, Mitchell Turner's mum, really, yep, Mitch Turner, yep. You can ask him about that. I think uh, that's no secret either. She's they've been all over the news. I was going to say about we, it. we um, can't advertise these. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, I might have and to hit old Mitchie Turner by off the a way, little. And that's <laughs> uh, the second time she's won it. Pardon? She won the first time. She didn't win like she didn't win as much as she did just then, oh. but. Second what time. Would you do if you won lot? What would you do if you won um, a lot of Dan? What would you do? Um, like I'm talking uh, 10 million bucks, you win. You'd never see me again. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Back chat. See ya. Bye. Just do it externally, mate. Like last week, you just dial in. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll, fun, I'll give you 20 minutes. The I'll yeah. give you 20 minutes. Talking about 20 minutes, you have given us way more than 20 <laughs> minutes. I'm sorry, but if you had been shit, uh, it, is a, it is a sign of respect from Dan and I that you're still here. If you had a bench shit, you would have been out of here in 40 minutes. Oh, there, there you go. Thank you. Have you um, enjoyed yourself? I've enjoyed myself. It's been great. So um, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Backchat. You can find us on socials. Uh, Backchat double underscore on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, TikTok. Uh, you can send us an email for you. Send it. We read it. Hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. Internet. Jump on there. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Yeah, you can find good. us over there. Just, Love the internet. Just search back chat. I'm sure Dom Sheeds will be right at the top of the list over there. Yeah. Uh, Go back and watch some of Dom Sheeds' old media appearances. <laughs> good value. Backchatpodcast.com.au is our website. Uh, thank you to our sponsors in Whippersnapper, Cameo. Maybe a few more in the works too, Dan. Yeah, nah, we'll keep that under wraps. Thank you to our patrons. It's been a pleasure. See you next week.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.